today with the help of my good friends Doug and Don at BBS Radio outside of uh, Houston, Texas, and it's so good to have you all here today. The purpose of my show is to make this world a much better and happier place, and I know if we all work together, we can create a much better and happier uh, happier world. With today's show, we should have somewhere right around uh, 1.64 billion listeners. That's right, 1.64 billion, with another 1.4 million uh, off-planet listening. So I want to thank, especially thank um, my Pleiadian friends, Pleiadian Admiral Halosaurus, um, the Galactic Alliance, and um, all the beautiful support we're getting off-planet as well as here on the planet. And things are turning. Uh, I know it seems difficult in many parts of the world. Um, part of today's show will be on the fires in Canada. And it's in uh, prayers for rain. Um, we did this about two and a half years ago. Um, uh, no, what was it? It was back in, uh, yeah, about two and a half, no, three and a half years ago. Um, there was, um, Australia was burning up because of fires. And I was broadcasting at the time on KKNW in Seattle. And we did a prayers. I asked all my listeners around the world to do prayers and good intentions for rain for Australia. And within about a week or so, they got buckets and buckets of rain. Actually, they got so much rain, many parts of Australia were flooding. But we're, we were able to stop the fires there, and I know it'll work today. So I'd like to do the same for Canada today. Uh, it's so bizarre. Um, I've got pictures I'll be showing you today of, um, uh, of, of fires starting all at once in, in southern Ontario along the, the U.S. border, all at once. Um, and reaching an area probably easily of three or 400 miles all the way across the southern part of Ontario. That's not normal. That means it was planned. That means this thing is, is engineered. Uh, by who? I think we can guess probably who, the cabal, whatever, uh, and the Trudeau government. But if you look at um, Ontario, and then there's fires, of course, in Nova Scotia, on the east coast of Canada, as well as the west coast, British Columbia, Alberta, all the way across the country, um, there were, are reports as well of United Nations troops um, coming into Alberta, forcing people out of their homes, regardless of whether the fire's there or not, into the cities. This is all part of the um, World Economic Forum, the plan to enslave us all and get us out of the rural areas into cities where we can be controlled in 15-minute cities. But we'll go into that in a minute. The first part of the program will be on um, Mount Shasta, but it's going to be on more than Shasta. It's going to be on Miracle Healings. And um, uh, many, many messages I'm getting uh, today from the from my Pleiadian friends, as well as Adama and the Telosians and the Hollow Earth. This, this will be followed by the segment on Prayers for Rain for uh, for Canada. And finally, the things we can do to make this world a much better and happier place and hope for the future. So it's, a very, it's going to be a very positive program today, and I'm so glad you're, you're all here. The, um, um, the, uh, I know we have a beautiful, bright future ahead of us, my friends, but we just have to, we, we can't stand by and do nothing. We have to just be prepared and know that uh, we're, we're getting help, even though it may not seem, seem that way. Um, but um, I know we're going we're gonna to make it through. The um, there's just there's so much going on. Um, of course, this this week was uh, was D-Day. It kind of slipped by and it wasn't celebrated in the media at all. Um, but um, I, I'd like to mention it today and especially play the um, there's a, a veteran uh, segment. I hope we can play it, Don. It's the um, it's the veteran segment I sent you shortly, just a few minutes ago. 
and it's it's a 100 year old um u.s marine veteran of that he said that uh, um he didn't fight in world war ii for the kind of country we have today in the united states but i'd like to go ahead and play that if we can don i hope you can play it okay and we can we can talk about that too um thanks um uh, thanks so much don i don't know i've, I've lived a good life I mean, i've had a, a lot a lot of happiness happiness smiling telling everybody that everything was beautiful every day if they all went into my church and didn't say everything was beautiful they'd think i was sick and i and i'm not that way i mean i'm a, I, I i sincerely believe in this old world that everything is beautiful i mean if i see if i wake up in the morning and see these plants out here and they and all those flowers that are in there and the green grass on the on the ground that's beautiful and people don't realize what they have they bitch about it and then nowadays i am so upset that the things we did and the things we fought for and the boys that died for it it's all gone down the drain our country's gone to hell in a handbasket. We haven't got the country we had when I was raised. Not at all. Nobody will have the fun I had. Nobody will have the opportunity I had. It's just not the same. That's not what I was. That's not what they died for. I just... I said... It's not it. Don, I'm so sorry. I'll be all right. Just takes me time to get over it. I just, I, I, why, why me? She's sitting here like this. See, all this going on. It's just, Emily is just, just not, it's just not the same. That isn't what we fought for. Oh well. I should be worried about it, I guess. I'm a hundred years old, they say. That will be I'm my not, fight. I, I worry about it. Yes, I worry. That will be my fight. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, okay. You, see, now, you just remember everything's beautiful. And, it, and live every day to the fullest. Just, just enjoy everything you possibly can. All right, that was from a hundred-year-old um, uh, U.S. U.S. Marine veteran um, who had quite a bit to say, didn't he, about uh, the way things are here in the United States now and elsewhere. Uh, it's not the same country we um, we we fought for uh, back in World War II. Certainly, my parents' generation. You know, my dad fought in World War II. Um, my uh, my mom was an army nurse, uh, uh, served in in Europe and in, in Germany, and um, you know you look at look at the kind of world we have today and the kind of country the U.S. we have today. This is the the next little clip I want to contrast with you is um, uh, Don. It's the woke U.S. military clip from the new Joint Chiefs of Staff person, where they're not going to appoint people in the military on the Joint Chiefs um, based upon um, military experience but rather whether they're LGBTQ um, 
and their sexual preferences. That's not a way to, that's not, I don't think that's a way to run the military personally, but I'd like to go ahead and play that now if we could, um, Don, it's, it's, yeah, that'd be great. Let's play this. And the last thing I would say on that is, is how we encourage and mentor some of those diverse candidates, because sometimes they, they may feel like they're not qualified and not put their name in. And we've got to actually nudge and pull and actually uh, purposely manage to ensure that we have diverse candidates that can compete. And if, uh, if they need some help in certain areas with uh, coaching or additional, uh, additional training or additional opportunities, that is something we've got to continue to work on as well. So it's, it's really about providing those opportunities and, uh, and the mentorship and the nurturing uh, to ensure that all of our, our service members have the opportunity to, uh, to compete on a, on a level playing field. Okay, so we're in, let's say we get in a war with China, and I would say we're going to, but let's say we get in a war with China, and in the middle of battle, we've got um, generals and the Joint Chiefs of Staff who were appointed because they were LGBTQ, right, based upon sexual preferences. No military experience, nothing, but they're in charge of our military, and the Chinese are coming at us with bombs, and he wants to train them in the middle of battle. Is that what his message is? Um, uh, I... This country, like the veterans said, is going to hell in a handbasket in a hurry. And I don't see why or how Americans can stand for it. This, this administration, this president is a joke. He's illegal. He's illegitimate. The military's become a laughing stock of the whole, uh, the whole, uh, the whole world. Who cares what this guy says? Um, uh, personally, I, I don't understand. And the border has become an absolute mess. You've got millions of people coming over the border in an attempt to destabilize this great country. Why doesn't anybody do anything about it? I don't understand. I just do not understand why we don't why we put up with this crap all the time. And we have a better country than that. We've got better uh, ethics than that. We can stand up for our rights. We have to stand up for our rights. We're going to be taken over. We are getting taken over right now. I don't see how any American can stand by and watch this crap happen and continue with their lives day to day and not be upset about what's going on. Everywhere you look in this country, everything is falling apart. And it's come to the point where people need to stand up and be counted and stand up for their rights. Um, th this is part of the program today to, to look at that. And seriously, um, in your own lives, people come to me, well, what can I do? I'm only one person. Well, Mahatma Gandhi was only one person. He was able to kick out the British out of, out of India in 1947. President Kennedy was only one person and he was able to affect many, many positive changes in this country and in the world for world peace. And he's still continuing to work for world peace. Um, you know, he was he was behind the peace agreement that President Trump, Kim Jong-un, um, uh, reached from North Korea back in 2015. Um, and he was only one person, one spirit on the other side. So please don't ever fall upon the, the, false, uh, the false excuse that you're just one person because you're more than just one person. We all have the spark of God within us. We are all powerful spiritual beings, and we don't have to put up with this crap anymore in this country and around the world. We all need to stand up for our rights and liberties, or else we're going to become slaves. That's just, this is what the cabal of the elites, this is what they want to do, turn us into slave robots. And we have to stand up for our, our uh, rights and liberties. I, um, but um, we are powerful spiritual beings, and I know we can we can turn this world around. And I'll be doing some prayers, for example, for Canada um, in the next hour. Um, and um, we did this before, like I said, in Australia, where we're able to 
um, affect rain, get rain through the whole country in Australia. And we, sh we stopped the fires, which many of those were intentionally set, probably by the Australian government, just like in Canada now. I mean, there, there's some incredible pictures you can see from the air uh, across Canada. Much of the country now is burning up. And um, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be talking about that about starting at about um, 11 a.m. Pacific time. But we all need to stand up for our uh, rights and liberties or we're just not going to have uh, anything left, my friend. Um, if, uh, Don, if we could show the uh, Mount Shasta UFO picture, I think that's a good, that's a good uh, start for uh, this next segment of the program. I'll be talking about Mount Shasta and also healing, too, different healing, spiritual healing modalities. So if we could show that. Okay, thanks. Thanks so much, uh, Don. I really appreciate it. Now, Mount Shasta is located in Northern California, and it's not like every any other mountain in the world because um, at Mount Shasta, you can see this cloud. It's a circular cloud, and our Earth scientists call them lenticular clouds. That's the, that's the, that's the name they give it uh, in English. But the clouds themselves um, um, are used, they're, they're, they're not really clouds. They're uh, camouflage for uh, UFOs, and this is a benevolent extraterrestrial craft. You can call it ET craft. It's actually from the Telosians. Um, it comes in uh, from beneath Mount Shasta. They have a, a city there, a huge city of 1.7 <coughs> million people called Telos. And the Telosians are beautiful people. Their spiritual leader is a, is a, is a Dhamma. He's a wonderful man, very loving person. And um, they exist in the fifth dimension. Uh, they've been there for 12,500 years. And um, they, they went there after the Atlanteans destroyed much of this planet um, uh, back about 12,500 years ago. And that's one of the subjects I've been studying uh, recently. And I also had a previous life in Atlantis where myself and many other light workers tried to uh, turn around things but failed and, and the society ended up destroying itself. They, they had nuclear technology, they had nuclear bombs back at the Atlantean times, and they also had crystalline technology too, where they ended up destroying much of the planet. And actually, um, the, the land mass from Mount Shasta here, you're seeing the picture, all the way up to Van beautiful Vancouver, Canada, that entire land mass um, on the uh, western side of the, the mountain range is land from actually that was once part of Lemuria. And people ask me sometimes, they say, well, Ted, how, how is it that there are so many psychics and spiritual people along the west coast of North America from Mount Shasta north into um, the lower mainland of British Columbia around the Vancouver area? And I tell them, I said, in Vancouver Island, I said, well, that, that land mass, this land um, where I'm broadcasting today actually was all part of Lemuria. And you get that, that high vibrational loving energy out here. And that's why people are attracted out here, especially spiritual people, because of that loving energy. Of course, we've got pockets of that loving energy throughout the planet, but there's a lot of it here. And this is one reason why you feel that energy. When you're out Mount Shasta yourself, um, you get this, this very, very high vibrational um, dose of, of, high, of high energy. And it carries with you for weeks after you've, you've been there. It's a beautiful place. Um, but that's, that's kind of the story behind um, the, this picture. Um, the, um, um, the, the people of Telos, they do come up to the surface um, and visit us from, from time to time. Um, and they're here to help us. They, they went through their own 
of course, uh, it was traumatic, uh, of course, to escape Lemuria. At the time that the Atlanteans blew up the planet, there were uh, approximately 1.3 million people in Lemuria. They were based in Maui, in Hawaii. And if you go to if you go to Hawaii, be sure to go to Maui and then go up to the very top of the volcano. At the very top of the volcano, you will find some steps going down the mountain slightly. And I think there might even be an old structure there. I'm not sure, old stone structure. But the but the physical evidence of Lemuria is still there. And um, those steps are over 10,000 years old. And when you when you're there and you put your hands on those steps, you can feel the history. I myself, I've time, I've time traveled back to Lemuria, back to the time when it existed. And wow, what an amazing place. I've stood at the top of Mount, of, of the, this mountain in, in Maui, looked out over the valley of the island, and I've seen what it looked like um, back about 12,000, 13,000 years ago. When the Atlanteans destroyed the planet, and I'm, the reason why I'm descri describing this is because many of those same spirits who were in Lemuria and in Atlantis who destroyed the Atlanteans who destroyed this beautiful planet back then have reincarnated now. And guess what they're trying to do? They're trying to destroy they're just trying to destroy the planet. And I have friends of mine, psychics in Japan. You know what they call the United States? They call us Atlantis 2.0 or the second reincarnation of Atlantis. And so all the crap that happened at Atlantis now is being played out again by many of those same spirits who were back in Atlantis to destroy that civilization back then. And now they're back again doing the same thing. That guy, General Brown or whatever his name is from the um, Air Force Joint Chiefs of Staff talking about, we've got to hire people. We've got to get people for the Joint Chiefs of Staff who are uh, lesbian, gay, uh, LGBTQ, whatever. Uh, forget about military experience. We've just got to get people who, who have uh, various uh, sexual practices and interests and not, not military people. That's basically what he's saying. And if, and if we're in the middle of a war, heck, we can train them while, while we're in the battle. Wow, well, we're fighting with, if we get into war with the Chinese, no problem. We'll just train them while we're shooting the bombs back and forth. Yeah, that's the kind of country and that's the kind of military we have today. The country is getting absolutely destroyed. And why don't we do more about it? Why don't we stand up for our rights and stop putting up with this crap? We, we Americans, people of the world, we deserve our freedom. We deserve, we don't need to be treated like cattle. We don't need to be treated like slaves. We need, we see what's going on, but I'll get back to Shasta here. Um, at any rate, I take, um, I take a group of people to Shasta twice a year. And I'll be going here uh, soon uh, to Shasta. If you're interested, there's still some places left. Just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. I'll also be going at the um, end of August too. Um, I've had I've had some trouble in the last couple of years of agents uh, from various intelligence agencies in the United States who've tried to come in and kill me. That's right, at Mount Shasta. Now that's illegal, but what does this government care about legalities, right? They just do whatever they want to do. But so um, people who are uh, negative, um, they must be of a high vibration to come on the trip. If you're negative or you have um, negative intentions, you will not be allowed on the trip, period. And everyone gets screened before they come. They also get, um, I also read minds and I read the minds of people who are applying and you have to be approved first by the Pleiadians and the Telosians before you uh, come on the trip. So if you're interested, just send me an email 
to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. However, if you're negative and you have bad intentions, don't even bother because I will read your mind and you will be excluded. The other thing I want to show people too is um, this is another picture. Uh, you can see another picture of Mount Shasta here. You can see that lenticular cloud there. That's a UFO uh, hovering above um, the, the mountain. And here's another one as well. Um, you can see these these are all ships uh, right above um, right above the mountain there. And you see that while you're there. Um, if you see a cloud that's white, the ship is benevolent. However, if you see a cloud that's um, that has like a, a reddish color, that designates a reptilian ship, and that's something you should definitely stay away from because the, rep the reptiles look at humans like chicken or beef or cattle. They look at humans as to eat and to be exploited. They do look at us as a food source. And um, anyway, if you do see a lenticular cloud, a circular cloud, that's got a reddish hue, stay away from it because it's got bad energy and you won't don't want to be don't want to become a meal um, at any rate um, the what we'll do when we go to Shasta we sit around in a prayer group and um, with the help of Adama who's the spiritual leader of of Telos um, we ask uh, for a, a spiritual healing we're not medical doctors of course but we do spiritual healing which is different and we pray and we tie into the God within all of us. And once we tie into the God within all of us, there's a very simple prayer that we use. And I'll, I'll share that with you. It goes something uh, like this. You count down from five to one, five, four, three, two, one. And then you say, from the God within me, if you're a man, or from the goddess within me, if you're a woman, I ask the Supreme Being to please help heal me for whatever you want. Um, it could be for a sprained ankle, or uh, depression or whatever you want and then you say um, I am now completely healed and I know it to be true and then you snap your fingers um, it it um, it does work and um, Adama's been extremely helpful and he what he does is he helps bring in um, uh, the the power of God within all of us within the, the God power within all of us to help people um, get get a genuine healing I've been down there many, many times and, and uh, down to Shasta, and I've seen the healings happen um, firsthand. Um, and as myself as well, uh, gosh, I had um, uh, blurry 2050 vision in uh, one of my eyes here uh, several years ago, and Adama came to me in a dream one night, and he said, uh, Ted, you can see crystal clear spiritually. How would you like to see crystal clear uh, physically? And I said, I'd love to. And so he um, uh, he said, okay, um, I will help you um, um, get um, perfect eyesight. So since that time, I've had 2010 eyesight in both eyes. And uh, there was another year, some years ago, where uh, I had been working many, many years, and um, my heart was starting to wear out. And so he gave me, helped me get a new heart. So I have a new heart. And uh, um, last last summer, there I, I witnessed some amazing miracles. There was a nurse who had scoliosis when, for for about over 20 years, and scoliosis is curvature of the spine, where there's a lot of pain. She was in Southern California. She came on the trip. We all formed a prayer circle around this ley line at Mount Shasta, and within about uh, probably about 40 minutes or 45 minutes, all of her pain was gone. 
and she was completely healed. That was a, that was an amazing thing. Another fellow had diverticulitis uh, from eating GMO foods. Uh, GMO foods can cause what's called shredded bowel syndrome, where your intestines literally just fall apart. And um, he was completely healed in a couple of hours at the mountain as well. I've, I saw a lady um, last summer who was completely healed of Lyme's disease. She'd had it for 20 years. All the pain was gone, completely healed. Uh, another woman um, had uh, only saw with one eye. She had lost her eyesight in the other eye. And after uh, prayers and meditation um, in a group uh, at this special spot on Mount Shasta, her eyesight returned. Um, I can't tell you the joy she had for when that happened. Two more people had hearing losses at the mountain. And they were amazed when their um, hearing returned as well. So there's a lot of, I could go on and on and on for hours on all the miracles that have happened up the mountain. Um, but there are negative forces um, trying to stop, um, trying to stop the healings up the mountain. Um, you know, the, um, the so-called, uh, uh, um, you know, the, the American, um, uh, the, a lot of American medical societies make a lot of money off people's um, uh, sickness and illness, and they don't really want people to, to heal, um, but um, it's a beautiful mountain. Um, actually, there was a time back in the 1950s when a fellow named Valiant Thor visited President Eisenhower and Vice President Richard Nixon. This was in 1957. And he said, uh, Valiant uh, uh, Thor, on behalf of the Galactics, came in and offered to help um, the United States and the world get rid of all the diseases on the planet. Um, but um, uh, Nixon turned him down because Nixon said that he had a lot of friends in the pharmaceutical industry as well as many medical doctors. And if everybody was cured of diseases and were, were perfectly healthy, guess what? You wouldn't need doctors. You wouldn't need big pharma, would you? And so because of Richard Nixon, that deal was turned down and uh, we had a chance to eliminate disease completely, but didn't. Uh, we also had a chance under President Eisenhower um, to eliminate diseases here on the planet. The Pleiadians actually offered to help get rid of all diseases here on the planet. And um, actually Nixon, uh, Nixon turned that down as well as the Joint Chiefs of Staff turned that down because the Joint Chiefs wanted weapons to fight the Russians at the time during the Cold War. Too bad, huh? Let's think of kind of world we, we, we would have had. Um, moving from the 50s into the 60s, President Kennedy wanted to build a world of peace. He actually wanted to cooperate with the, with the Russians in the space program. And um, I think he would have accepted that kind of offer from the Pleiadians um, he, had he been given the, uh, the chance to do so. But of course, he was assassinated um, uh, back in 1963, there was actually a, um, I've mentioned this before, this is a, um, a newspaper article. If you're new to the program, then this is going to be interesting for you. Forgive me if it's repetitive from other times I've talked about it, but this is a newspaper article, Kennedy Shot Dead, uh, that was published um, while President Kennedy was still alive um, in Washington, D.C. It was published in uh, New Zealand and the Christchurch Star in Christchurch, uh, Christchurch New Zealand. And it's a very interesting article because it says there were three shots fired to kill President Kennedy. Not one, but three. Read all about it. It's right in the newspaper right here. And also talks about, uh, it's got the wrong time. It said that uh, um, President Kennedy died at midnight on November 22nd. Gee whiz. He died actually about 1.30, 2 o'clock in the afternoon in Dallas. There's all kinds of 
discrepancies. Um, and um, it's it's uh, it's it's amazing because apparently um, our State Department was told by um, uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson to release this article about Oswald kill, killing um, Kennedy with all these details at um, on November 22nd. Um, well, the the problem with the releasing of that article on November 22nd in New Zealand is that on November 22nd, 1963 in New Zealand, because of the dateline change, it actually was November 21st in the United States and President Kennedy was very much alive doing his presidential duties because he, fl he flew to Dallas the next morning, early in the morning on the 22nd. So um, this thing was, um, this whole thing about uh, Oswald shooting Kennedy is a bunch of uh, poppycock, it's not real, but at any rate, that's the story that was fed to the American people and the lie that was told. But um, if you order one of my books, this is the um, messages from the masters, um, you'll get a copy of this newspaper article or you can order it separately as well. Um, I have a new book as well it's called Journey to the Other Side. It's a, it's a book about um, talking to benevolent spirits and benevolent uh, uh, extraterrestrials and <coughs> how to do it. They're all available on my website out of this world readings uh, .com. I'm working now on a fourth book with the help of Adama from the from 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 Telos as well as uh, Plidian Abrahalosaurus on <coughs> how we might structure human society once we've completed our ascension into the fifth and higher dimensions because the Telosians and the Plidians went through this process themselves um, the Plidians for example I'm told they had a, a civil war uh, 52,000 years ago, uh, where 64 million Plidians, humans, died in that civil war with the use of atomic bombs. That's why they're so against nuclear power and nuclear bombs. Um, and we don't have, they say, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We can look at, um, we can look at our, we can look at uh, how things are on this planet and, um, and create a better world and use, if, the, if we like, we can use their examples and what they went through um, in history uh, to help our, ourselves out. So that's my fourth book I'm working on now. Um, also, I want to tell people, for those of you who speak Spanish as a first language, this book here has just been translated by a good friend of mine, and um, I'm sending it to the publishers here to get it printed uh, next week. Um, but it'll be in, available in Spanish for those of you who speak Spanish. If you'd like to order a pre-publication copy, please send me an email to Out of This World. 1150 at gmail.com that's out of this world uh, uh 1150 at gmail.com and I'm, I'm i'm happy very happy to send to send you the inf information on that should be available in a couple of months take some time to get things um published the um we i want to get back to um healing um that's the topic of this first hour in mount shasta but it's a beautiful mountain. Um, we camp up there. Um, but if you're interested, just send me an email to out of this world 1150 at gmail.com. Uh, one of the one of the most important things um, people need to remember is that um, if you're negative, if you have doubts about something happening, you can stop good things from happening for yourself. And I'll give you an example of this. If your doctor, who may be well-meaning, tells you uh, you only have um, five months to live or six months to live. I've seen this happen with people. Well-meaning, by the way. They mean no harm, but they think they're doing a good job by telling you you've only got five or six months to live. Even if there's a, a chance for you to live, they think they're doing their 
due diligence by telling you that. The problem with advice like that is that if you believe it, guess what? If a doctor tells you you're going to live for only five or six months, guess what happens? You only live for five or six months. No matter what kind of treatment, no matter what kind of procedures you do, you only live for five or six months because of that belief system. And belief systems are very important. So that um, when you come to Shasta um, on a spiritual trip, be positive um, and and have have confidence that you're going to you will get help for whatever you want to get help with. And as long as you are positive and be open to it, you can get a you can get a good spiritual healing. Absolutely. Um, there's a there was a book written in 1984 by a fellow named Shakti Bhagwan. It's a famous book. It's called Creative Visualization. And um, what it is, is that if you want good things to happen for yourself, there's a couple of prerequisites. You first off, you think positive, And then you visualize good things happen to yourself, maybe six months, a year, a couple of years from now. <clears throat> and then you take that energy from the future and bring it to the present. I'll give you an example. Um, uh, when I started my radio show back in 10 years ago now, it's amazing how time flies. In uh, 2013, um, I, I wanted to make it uh, a show that would help people with the ascension um, and, um, uh, and, and have a worldwide audience. And um, that's what was my intention. It's been my intention all along for the last 10 years. That's why I've been broadcasting every week now for the past 10 years. And uh, it's a labor of love. Um, it's a nonprofit show supported entirely by donations. And... Um, Angels, my guides, um, told me to do this uh, 10 years ago, uh, 10, 11 years ago. They, sold, they told me to start a radio show and also start writing books. So that's what I've done, the best advice I've ever had. But uh, what it was is that I envisioned the show happening as today, a worldwide audience helping with the ascension, raising vibrations to help people out, to create a better world, uh, a, a far better and happier planet. Because... I knew it was possible because I had lived through Atlantis before and saw the destruction then by a bunch of idiots who wanted to, ki to kill us off and destroy the planet. Well, guess what? Many of those same people now are on the planet again today. And instead of learning, many have learned their lessons, but many haven't. And for those, uh, for those souls who haven't learned their lessons, they're, 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 they're kind of like on automatic pilot where they want to destroy the planet and destroy people, but it's not going to work. Because this time the planet is ascending, we will ascend. Maybe not everybody will come along with us, but many people will. And for those who want to live in a beautiful, happy, and peaceful planet, it's it's right here, it's right now, and there's there's no it's it's not tomorrow. It's right now, and we're creating it. So every day, in the kinds of things that you do, my friends, um, think of uh, plan and act as if. Um, you know, it really mattered and it is really important because everything you say, do and think has an effect. Um, it's like a, we're, we're all tied together with, with God. Um, the um, President Kennedy told me two years ago, once people realize that we all have the spark of God within us and if we fight and, and, and have conflicts among ourselves, all we're doing is, is really hurting ourselves, aren't we? Because if we are all linked into God, then any kind of fighting is, is kind of uh, counterproductive, isn't it? But we have to remember that. And at the end of the day, once we're all done with this ascension process, we will, um, we will be a model for the rest of the universe, this universe, on how desperate 
species and groups, the good and bad, the positive civilizations and the negative civilizations can live, live together in peace and harmony and live with one another. This is what the important time for, for now is. And people sometimes joke and they say, well, why don't we just get a hold of the, of the benevolent extraterrestrials and ask them to help us out and save us? Well, there's a problem with that because we, our contract with the creator or God, if you will, when we came to this planet was to experience these things and to do it on our own. So we're doing it on our own and we're actually advancing much faster than even Nostradamus thought uh, was possible. I'll give you an example. Back in the late 1980s, there was a book, a series of books called Conversations with Nostradamus written by a wonderful American psychic named Dolores Cannon. And she and a group of about a dozen different uh, of her psychic students meditated and they traveled astrally back to the 15th, 16th century and visited Nostradamus and interpreted his, quat his quatrains or his predictions for the future. <coughs> uh, one of the quatrains, um, he was happy to talk to them because he said a lot of his quatrains or predictions were being misinterpreted in the last century. So with the help of Dolores Cannon and her wonderful students, they wrote a, a series of books. It's three volumes in. It's still published by Ozark M Mountain Publishers called Conversations with Nostradamus. And in that three volume set, uh, Nostradamus um, in 1986, 1987, and 1988-89 made a series of forecasts and predictions about a third world war happening here on planet Earth culminating in 2005 with many American cities and European cities completely destroyed by nuclear bombs. Well, that didn't happen and we're still alive. We still have dangerous elements out there who are trying to destroy the planet, but the destruction that they talked about did not happen and it didn't happen because there was a peace movement that started soon after that in the light, late 1980s, uh, in the late 1980s and the 1990s, in both the in Russia, Soviet Union, and the United States, and around the world, Canada, many countries against nuclear weapons. And that's carried to today because people did not want to fight, they did not want a nuclear war, and they didn't want to destroy the planet. Well, that's really helped us out because we've accelerated our ascension because back in the late 80s, Nostradamus said that we would, um, we would uh, shift into the fifth dimension by the year 2038. Well, the year now is 2023. We're 15, at least 15, maybe even 20 years ahead of schedule because we're shifting now into the higher dimensions. And um, and it's it's a, it's a beautiful development. So we should be all proud of ourselves for um, doing better than they even thought was possible. One of the uh, beautiful spirits I talked to is named President, is, uh, President Thomas Jefferson, a great guy. And um, he said that... Um, he said that, uh, he told me like 2.5% of the planet in the past couple of months has woken up. And um, the, the, that's essential for starting the ascension pro pro process. Maybe things have to get really bad for before people wake up. Maybe in Canada, maybe most of, the, I, I hope, I, I don't want to see this happen, but maybe uh, a good part of the country has to be burned up before they actually wake up and um, get rid of Trudeau. I don't know. It's the same in the United States. Um, maybe things have to get even worse here in the United States. It's already pretty bad um, And uh, before we get rid of Biden and the cabal. But, um, but people are waking up and they're they are taking action and that's a good thing. 
Um, but we're not like France. France has had riots in the streets every year, every every day, almost every week for the past year, two years now against Macron. I'm not advocating violence, mind you, but uh, people have expressed, they have a legal right, of course, to express their opinion, and they've been doing that. But um, uh, I, I hope people uh, realize that what we've got at stake here, we have our rights and liberties in the very future of humanity is at stake, my friends. If you want to live like a slave, and 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 um, and be a robot to the elites, then go ahead. You know that's your choice. But for most of us here on the planet, we all want to live free, and uh, we want to be happy and healthy. And one of the amazing things that I like about Shasta is that I've seen, like I said, I've seen the miracles happen with people um, healed before my eyes, eyesight coming back, hearing coming back, people healed, uh, cured of spiritually cured and helped. Of, of diseases that the doctor said nothing could be done. I've seen that happen so many times there. And, and that power of God, that power of, of goodness within all of us to heal ourselves and others too is always there. Um, and so that's the important lesson of Shasta. You don't have to go to Shasta, by the way, to experience that kind of thing. But I wanted to let you know that it is there. And um, uh, the, the trips that I've been there, it's just, it's just an amazing place, you know. It's, um, and I hope you can all uh, come, come someday. There's many other places on the planet with that same kind of energy. Um, there's a place, uh, for example, in Peru at Lake Titicaca. Um, there's an entrance there to Agartha, the Hollow Earth. I've been there. I'll be going back there um, someday. Uh, there's also... Um, there's also beautiful energy at Machu Picchu, which goes right into the into the hollow earth at the Temple of the Sun. Um, <coughs> when I go back, you, anyone's welcome to come with me if you like. And um, there's many other places around the planet in Tibet. Beneath Tibet, there's a Shangri-La. There is actually a city in the fifth dimension called Shangri-La, and it does exist. And there are actually tunnels <coughs> that um, go from... Um, Telos underneath Mount Shasta all the way to um, Shangri-La. I've, I've been told about it, so um, maybe someday we'll be able to, to travel there, my friends. But there's lot many civilizations who live beneath the surface of this planet, and um, they're all uh, many of them benevolent, and they're here to help us, and they and they they want to help us. Um, but but the the important part of today's first part of the show is that. We are all powerful spiritual beings, my friends, meant to create a much better and happier planet. We're not meant to be fighting. We're not meant to have an endless war in the Ukraine where uh, a fake uh, illegal uh, government in the United States sends almost all of their money, um, over $2 billion, to a, a, a crack cocaine addict named Zelensky in the Ukraine um, to kill more people. And um, it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? Um, there's uh, war games going on right now. I've, I've read about them in Europe with over 200 countries, including the United States, and even Japan has sent military there as well. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a rehearsal for war against Russia. Um, that's what the cabal wants. They want to start a third world war. It's not going not gonna to happen, not going to work. And the Galactics and the Pleiadians have publicly announced that if if, if the um, Ukrainians, the crazy Ukrainians or the crazy, um, uh, crazy U.S. government, fake U.S. government shoots a nuclear missile at anybody, that missile will be shot down. 
it will be disabled and destroyed. It, we will not be allowed to destroy the United States, no matter how badly Biden and his friends and the U.S. military want to kill as many people as possible. They will not be allowed to do that, period, because this is God's planet. And 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 uh, the Supreme Being and the Galactic Alliance and the Plutians are not going to allow us to destroy ourselves, period. Um, I guess that hasn't gotten to the military, um, gotten to the to the cabal, but they will not be allowed to destroy our civilization. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, I've been here 52,000 years and waited that long uh, for the ascension to happen here on planet Earth, and it is happening now. We have tried six other times to try to ascend into the fifth dimension. This is the seventh time um, and the furthest we've ever gone in the ascension process. So we should be we should be we should pat ourselves on the back and be congratulated in going this far. Um, and uh, we were meant to ascend back in the 1960s when President Kennedy was our president um, and a good man who is still our president on the other side. He said um, he's told me before, what are they going to do? Kill me? <laughs> so it's not, you know, he's already dead, but he's actually quite alive in the in the other side, and he's been working for peace and um, for uh, not only uh, this country, for the America, but also for the rest of the world as well. Here's something I've mentioned before. People don't realize it, but um, President Kennedy was instrumental in in uh, arranging a peace, peace agreement between then President Trump and, and President of <coughs> North Korea, Kim Jong-un, in a, in a nuclear treaty um, back, uh, I don't know how long ago that was now, uh, I don't know, eight, six years ago. And um, because he, Pre President Kennedy went into the subconscious mind of both Kim Jong-un and President Trump and, uh, and talked to them about both, uh, you know, prospects for world peace. And neither man, neither government really wanted to blow up the, the earth, um, blow up the, uh, the world. And that's how they reached their, um, their peace agreement. And uh, it's it's held in spite of um, in spite of the fake illegal government we have in Washington D.C. now now or wherever he is, um, it's held since that time. Uh, uh, President Kennedy was also instrumental in um, arranging a peace agreement between Saudi Arabia and several Gulf states, including uh, Israel, here um, a couple of years ago. Now you know you won't find that in the major media here in the United States because the media is controlled. But it did happen, and President Kennedy was instrumental in doing that now. He's working, he's been working, that's all he's done since 63 for the past, I don't know, 60-odd years, is to work on peace agreements um, to so we don't blow ourselves up, and so this planet is becomes a peaceful, loving planet, because that's our destiny. Our destiny is to be happy, um, and um, one of the things that happened uh, thousands of years ago is that there was a, a group of humans called the Anunnaki who had, were taken over by the reptiles and they were they altered the genetics of humanity here our DNA um, they turned off many strands of our DNA um, so that uh, we we would be able to just to be able to work as worker bees for them but not be able to become the powerful spiritual beings that we are. Well, those the DNA that was turned off during by the Anunnaki many thousands of years ago is being switched on now. And um, so it's an amazing time to be alive. Um, soon, as we shift into the fifth dimension, my friends, we will, um, we will be um, communicating telepathically. Language will become secondary. 
And so if you're talking to someone and you try to hide something, they'll know it. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a politician and you're the leader of a country or a, of an area and you're talking to your constituents and you're talking to the people who elected you and you lie to them, everybody will know it. If you're in a courtroom and um, um, and you lie to the judge or lie lie to the um, to the prosecutor or whatever, they'll know it. And it's going to be a different kind of society. It's going to be a much more honest society. Crime rates will drop. They won't go down to zero, but they'll they'll drop a lot from what they are now, because crime won't pay. Um, I mean, Hunter Biden and the Biden family won't be able to steal steal millions of dollars and get paid off by the Chinese because everybody will know it um, and they'll read their minds um, and uh, the truth will become evident. And as as uh, Susan Miller told me, a wonderful astrologist from New York City said on my show in April 2014, she said that, Ted, we're entering a time of truth where things that are true um, will be shown to be true and those that are false will also be shown to be be false as well and and sh and, and go by the wayside. I'm only looking at my uh, my phone here because we have a, a guest coming on to join me to talk about the Canadian fires in a few minutes. It's a surprise guest. But anyway, um, but we're entering into a time of truth um, and um, there, okay, uh, all right. Um, Anyway, we're uh, we're moving into an, a time when um, when um, when truth will be will will reign supreme. So um, anyway, um, and I'm I'm myself I'm 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 looking forward to that. Um, uh, okay. Anyway, it's it's an exciting time to be alive, and um, I'm so happy to be here. Um, this next program, this next segment of the program uh, uh, will be on the fires in Canada and doing prayers to help bring rain to the to the to that beautiful country. Uh, they sure need it. Uh, they're under attack now. Much of uh, uh, southern Ontario is on fire. Nova Scotia is on fire. Uh, British Columbia is on fire. Alberta is on fire. Um, and uh, um, yeah, uh, great. Yeah, and so anyway, um, and uh, but there are solutions available. Uh, as I said earlier, in Australia, um, I did prayers. I asked all my listeners to do prayers for um, for rain in Australia, and it did work. So uh, let's bring on a few minutes early. We'll bring on um, Jane from uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and uh, I want her to talk about what's going on there, and then go over some things happening. Um, uh, Jane, you can uh, you can join early if you like, um, and if not, uh, we can I can continue talking. But um, anyway, I hope you can you can hear me okay. I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's great. That's great. The awesome. um, the there are fires right now uh, all over Canada, and um, I want to I want to just show a couple of. A couple of pictures, short segments, and I want to get your your uh, your take on what's going on because you're there and you've seen a lot of stuff going on. Um, uh, Don, if we could if we could show the first video, it's called Fires Three. Um, if you don't mind, that would be that would be great. I think it, I can't remember whether it's a segment or a um, picture, but if we could show that quickly. Thanks. 
Okay, this is a picture, and it was taken in British Columbia uh, from a credible source. This is um, a, a, a helicopter um, spraying um, uh, flammable material um, onto a forest in, uh, in northern BC, starting fires. And the, the people fo followed it. Apparently, they think it was a government um, uh, helicopter. Um, and so, um, you know, you draw your own conclusions. Um, it's amazing they got this picture on, but I wanted to show that kickoff that as well. Um, the, if we could see the second um, the second picture, fires too. Don would be would be great. Um, All of Southeast Quebec just caught on fire, guys. All of it. Insane. Insane. Look at that. The whole thing. All at once. Today. And this is on top of Nova Scotia, New Jersey, and the entire western side of Canada burning. For those of you who have doubts, um, there's the proof right there. All those fires started simultaneously at once. What's the chances of, of fire starting all the way across southern Ontario, or uh, that southern part of that uh, beautiful province, all at once? What, one in five trillion? One in five billion? It was obviously started. Now, that, now let's connect the dots a little bit and cross our T's, because there was that huge fertilizer um, theft uh, just two weeks ago, wasn't it? And it was going from... Um, it was being transported by rail on a railroad line owned by George Soros. We all know what George Soros is about and the cabal. Um, it, it, a whole uh, a huge amount of, of, of uh, flammable fertilizer was taken out. Where did that go? Was, was that taken to Ontario so they could, uh, they could start fires? I don't know. There's a lot of the questions to be asked about that. Uh, let's look at one more picture. Um, fires, just the fires. Um, Don, if we could, if we could show that. We showed fires three, two, and then just fires. If you could show that, uh, if you don't mind. The red are forest fire fires, my friends. Look at India. Look at Australia. So we're basically dealing with a worldwide phenomenon of, of fires going on. But I know we can turn things around. Um, and the way we can turn things around is, um, is through prayers and realizing to stand up to this tyranny because they're trying to burn us out. This is part of the World Economic Forum's plan to drive people out of their homes and rural areas into the cities where we'll be forced into slave-like concentration camps of 15-minute cities. And if you've got a 15-minute city, you're, that's the end of your freedom. Um, uh, if you've got one, if you hear about a plan for that in your own community, vehemently oppose it because it, it's tantamount to, um, to, to slavery. Before we go on to the prayers, I want to get, um, I want to talk to, to, uh, 
uh, Jane here and in Calgary and and get some of the things uh, we spoke earlier about what was going on. Uh, Jane, can you hear us okay? Uh, yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Yeah. <laughs> Super, super. Uh, one quick comment about the very first slide that you showed from BC with the uh -huh. drone throwing uh, fire into the forest. Uh -huh. um, the first argument that you typically hear from folks that maybe are not as aware of world events is that these are used um, as a preventative men measure where they firefighters might think there would be a fire maybe out in the middle of nowhere, so they'll pre- preemptively start a fire and then put it out before it becomes a larger fire with the exposure. But it's, um, I don't think it's uh, a very strong argument. And, and like the slide showed or the video showed from Quebec, all the fires via satellite were all started at the same time, which is a statistical impossibility. Um, the same time. God. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, what a coincidence. <laughs> Um, so I thought I would do a, a quick recap uh, what I've seen locally through a bit of a timeline. Um, so um, I live in Edmonton, Alberta, which is the capital city. Uh, oh, I of thought you were in Calgary. Okay, oh, Edmonton. All right. No worries. No worries. And uh, so I'm in the capital city and we're situated on a large river system. Um, it's home to Canada's largest urban park with over 160 kilometers and expanding pathways and 20 major parks. So mm -hmm. you have to like visualize it is lush, it is massive. So uh, provincially, um, we had our first evacuation at the end of April. It was a community about an hour and a half away from Edmonton. Uh -huh. And um, residents started to fight the fires just because there wasn't the coverage they were discouraged by local authorities. And so the anger grew on social media, pictures were shared, farmers were using their commercial equipment to clear out brush and reduce the chances of the fire coming closer to where people lived, but it was being discouraged. Oh, so, so, the, government, so the government wanted the fires to happen, in other words. Yes, there was policing authority there that would create roadblocks and not allow one farmer to help his neighboring uh, farmer. Clear Boy, what rush. a great government. Okay. Mm -hmm. And on May the 1st, we had our first in-city fire. Again, we're living in this park system. And yes, it was a dry um, start to the, to the year. Uh, normally, we would have more snow and more dampness. Um, right. The fire started in an open field and was fought by crews um, as it endangered uh, nearby homes. Mm -hmm. um, next week, a handful of fires broke out throughout the city. And again, all within the city, uh, the blame was placed on careless cigarette disposal. But uh -huh. the odd thing was that all occurred near pathways or roads. So they're not in the middle of a bush uh, you know, in the middle of a field, miles right. and miles um, away right. from each other. No, they were accessible by humans. Right. So uh, the next day, May the 2nd, the city of Edmonton introduced a fire ban. And in order, it was open burning, fireworks, mm -hmm. and backyard fire pits. Um, so in the first week of May, provincially, we saw a dozen 
phone alerts appear on our cell phones, followed by evacuation notices. Hmm. And then I jotted down some numbers that I actually found via mainstream media and online that indicate on May the 6th, the first week in May, we had 120 wildfires, 3,000, or sorry, 30,000 evacuees. And then if we do a year-to-year comparison in 2023, in May, we had 391,000 hectares on fire. And in 2022, we had 417 hectares burning. So massive discrepancy. Well, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to footnote that real quick. Um, California went through some horrible fire uh, fires and um, uh, Oregon too, uh, the last couple of years. Uh, There was a time a couple of years ago in Southern Oregon where um, particle beam weapons were used. And as you drove, for example, in Southern Oregon, and if you're in that area today, my friends, I urge you to check it out. Don't take the freeway, take the, the old highway between um, between uh, uh, Weed, California and go drive into Klamath or drive into um, Medford. And along the highway, you'll, you'll, go along, you'll go along and you'll see a burned out area, precision, by the way, where homes and cars were all burned out inside, but yet the, the rose bushes and the vegetation was left untouched. And then you'd go another block, everything was fine, no fires, another one. So they were beaming these particle beam weapons in that area selectively to knock out like in a checkerboard pattern for fires. Mainstream media, of course, lied. They didn't cover anything, but I was on the ground and I saw that firsthand and I've got pictures of it too. I don't know if you've experienced it up there, but that's what was happening in in, um, California and Southern Oregon. Go ahead, go ahead, Jane. Oh, definitely. I think back to last summer and there was the Linton, BC fires and that one was a unique fire um, because it happened suddenly. The people that fleed, um, they uh, reported hearing um, explosions, which, you know, don't normally accompany a wildfire. And their railway was completely ripped apart. And it's also not conducive to a story of a wildfire. Um, many uh, Aboriginal people were displaced. And uh, oddly enough, it was the home of Dr. Hoff, That's who was right. one of the first doctors in Canada to indicate that um, a high percentage of his Aboriginal um, patients who received their first uh, COVID um, jab, they were experiencing some serious side effects. So he had raised that concern. And um, as it turns out, much of his um, records were lost, you know? So- of course, it's all, it's all planned, right? <laughs> all planned. Dr. Hoff is a wonderful fellow. He's been on my show a couple of times. And I really admire him for standing up to this tyranny, along with Dr. Nagasi out of Vancouver, another wonderful doctor there, too. There's a lot of um, very courageous uh, doctors up there, and I have to really want to give them support. But go ahead, Yanji. Okay. Um, So um, as these uh, fires uh, broke out in early May, uh, evacuations began in communities without visible fires. And this is where it becomes interesting because Pictures surfaced um, of military setting up camps in these evacuated communities, and it still remains unaddressed. So, you know, there's a fire coming your way, but you set up camp. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. you know, not permanent structures, but you're bringing enough equipment and you're setting up enough tents that it just doesn't match the story. Um, I heard a report, and I'd love to run this by you. You may want to speak a little louder too, Jane. You, you're, I want to make sure your, your audio is okay so people can hear you. I heard reports that some of the troops were stealing stuff out of people's homes. And of course, nothing was done about it. Um, have you heard that as well, where the troops are coming in and stealing things? Um, I, I have seen a few reports where um, there was someone in one of the communities that left a camera on the outside of his home. Eventually, that camera was seized. But it did show military, police, and I believe even a locksmith was reported going door to door. So again, suspect, you know, why are people being evacuated um, and there is no fire in their community? And again, I understand being proactive if, it, if it's coming your way. Um, well, another interesting thing to mention is that um, a couple of weeks after the fire started, uh, mainstream media reported that we're to expect a full summer of fires. And this was before it became as grave as it was with over that, that, that 120 fires burning. And I thought, how can you mm -hmm. predict that? Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. How can you predict that? Yeah, that's, that's true. It's, um, um, yeah, it's kind of like the uh, uh, Kennedy assassination of releasing a story in New Zealand uh, while President Kennedy was still alive about him getting shot by Oswald. I mean, it's it's all the same kind of fakey stuff, so. De def anyway. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, so in the month of May, many communities were displaced, um, and it coincided with conservative strongholds, which also right. raised flags. Um, sure, right. At the end right. of May, um, Daniel Smith did, she's a conservative um, in, in the U.S. that would be like a Republican. She did end up uh, winning her, her seat as premier. Um, and um, also looking at the maps now with voters, and of course things change through time, but we have the community of Fort McMurray, which is the heart of oil country in Canada. Mm -hmm. That community did not vote conservative. They voted NDP who has publicly stated many times that they wish to shut down oil and gas, the whole industry. That is their mission. Yeah. And you have a community of workers voting for that, that work in the industry. Hmm. It doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, uh, we all know the elections are not free and fair. I mean, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, we we all know that. Wow, that's amazing. I had heard that the, now. Now, was there there was a report of UN troops being brought in too by uh, Castro's son Trudeau? Um, do, do you know much about that happening in in Canada? Well, I I did see one photo, um, and it was mainstream media, uh, mm -hmm. where there were troops coming in in yellow outfits with blue helmets, and I understand the yellow, maybe red, you know, as a fire crew. But I didn't understand the significance of the blue helmets, you know, other than to maybe create a bit of a false flag event, you know, raise stress in the people, of course, seeing these troops arrive. And, and that sort of brings me to present day and, a, and something that's happened in the last couple of days. Um, uh -huh. We've had firefighters arrive from South Africa. They arrived a few nights ago. And oh, when yeah, they brought, you were telling me about that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and there's over 200 of them. 
and um and yes how, they could, have... how could they get mobilized so quickly very, unless it was planned very good question they yeah, did Trudeau did Trudeau and his friends plan these fires to and 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 then they arrived what the South African firefighters arrived the next the next day yes it's it's very suspect so they arrived the night they arrived there was 200 dancing firemen at the Edmonton airport and granted oh, you really? know this huh. is how they build morale but in the days to follow, we have more video and pictures of them dancing in the streets of, uh -huh. of Edmonton while uh -huh. livelihoods are lost, while people are displaced, while cattle is destroyed, and the list goes on. Wow. Wow. So, Amazing. So um, there was uh, a 29-year-old veteran firefighter from New Brunswick um, who has spoken out about um, about basically outsourcing when you have local firefighters willing and able to fight fires and that are reaching out to help but are being declined. They are familiar with the land that is on fire. You know, someone oh. coming from Africa may not be familiar with the tree line in New Brunswick. Oh, right, right, exactly. Well, Trudeau, the government, they don't really want to stop the fires, do they? They want to perpetuate them. That's why they bring in firefighters from somewhere else it, sh it shows in a in a in a weird kind of way that they can, the, the government can claim possible deniability because they're well we're sending in the firefighters but they don't know what they're doing so yes. is, is that one argument you think that they're doing in terms of you know d definitely um yesterday was a fairly clear day with you know what looked to be chemtrails in the sky and today it is you know, it's gray. It's we don't have the orange haze that New York has. But yeah, all all of it's, you know, it's not one one um, one example. It's it's multiple examples. And they, you know, they reach to other countries. And and that's when we have to start acknowledging these patterns and um, and doing something about it. Well, I'm going to. Um... I'm going to ask, I hope Don doesn't mind me asking him this question, but he was there when, uh, or in that area, Paradise, when it got hit by particle beam weapons. And I was told that um, the, the orange haze is indicative of, indicative of benzene that was used in those fires, um, in New York fires as well. And once the benzene goes into the ground, um, the land becomes uninhabitable and it, it makes a claim for the government is to take it over and take people's land away, forcing them into the cities. I know in, uh, what was it, San Rafael, I, I talked to a lady there last week. She said that's a problem now because benzene was used in those fires, intentionally set, by the way, to, to uh, burn up a lot of homes in the San Rafael area in California. And the people now are having problems going back to their home because now the government says, Newsom says, oh, you can't go back to your home. It's too dangerous, it's got benzene. Well, the benzene was placed there by the government doing the fires. So they can't mm -hmm. go back to their homes now. So that was something else. I, I, I had heard reports of benzene being used in paradise too, but I don't know, um, it's, it's uh, yeah. Well, we're we're in a highly flammable region with refineries and with right. you know overall the production of you know oil and gas products. Mm -hmm. um, it would be scary that if something like that were to you know uh, move through an area like this, the fire would burn you know I don't know 
weeks, probably. Well, um, I, I wanted to do this show today um, to bring hope and relief to the people in Canada for the fires. As you can see, it's a worldwide phenomenon. And we did this, I did this two and a half years ago, asking everyone to say prayers for, uh, for rain, and it worked. I'll show you Australia within a week after I kept, I asked people to please pray every day for rain and it worked, it brought it in, God brought it in. And God in the light is stronger than anything that the dark can throw at us. So Trudeau and the cabal and Biden and the rest of them can make all their awful negative plans to destroy this planet, but we can fight back with God's help. I'm not, I'm not saying this in a religious sense, but in a spiritual sense, because we are all powerful spiritual beings meant to create a much better and happier planet. And um, I myself, uh, I know many people are sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> yeah. So it's time to stand up now. Uh, or else you will lose your freedom. I guarantee it. And and you know there are I think there there are more flickers of hope as we go out. Right. Um, locally, um, yesterday it was announced that our new premier Daniel Smith um, is calling for an out-of-province group of investigators to look at the fires, as arson mm-hmm. is suspected in the majority of them. It's a small step. One person uh, can't save us. You know, not one mortal. Um, but um, you know, I think as as these ideas are shared, I mean, yesterday I was in a hardware store in a bedroom community of the city, and I could hear the cashiers talking to one another that they had found um, a jerry can of gas in the customer parking lot, and they were flagging it, and they were very concerned. So, you know, it's little steps, and people start to become a little bit more awake, and the collective consciousness rises. And I think of that uh, 100 monkeys experiment 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 excuse me that your that your viewers might be aware of where um japanese scientists were dropping uh, sweet potatoes on an island along a tree line the monkeys were coming they were loving the sweet potatoes they were eating them the monkeys then decided to drop those same sweet potatoes in the sand the monkeys did not come so they started to um they took a few monkeys off the island they trained them on how to wash the sweet potatoes in the ocean and bring them back on land and eat them slowly the monkeys started to teach other monkeys and before they knew it a hundred monkeys were able to to eat the sweet potatoes that were dropped in the sand but what's amazing is that at an island a neighboring island that did not have these the monkeys there did not have contact with the first island the the scientists arrived and dropped the sweet potatoes directly into the sand and all 100 monkeys were able to wash their vegetables and eat them. So, I mean, thank you for, for continuing to, to raise our collective consciousness and, uh, and share truths, Ted. Thank you for, for this time. Oh, my, my pleasure. Well, the whole planet is waking up and no matter what, you know, Castro's son does in Canada or uh, the fake illegal uh, dead Biden, who's actually, he died years ago. We just have a bunch of actors. Um, no matter what they do, they can't stop what's happening. Um, they can slow it down maybe, but they can't stop it. So, you know, um, because there are good times happening, uh, coming for, for, um, uh, for people. And with that, what I'd love to do is to use the techniques, ask everyone, I'm going to be using the techniques, uh, I used, uh, all my listeners used two and a half years ago to bring rain to Australia to stop the, um, the fires there. And it's based on the work of, uh, uh, Dr. Masuro Moto. Um, and uh, Don, I, I should have told you earlier about this, my friend, but there was that um, Water We're Sorry um, 
prayer slide if you if you had that handy don you know take your time to get it um but what i'd like to do is say some prayers um thanks my friend um for uh rain, bring rain to, to canada from uh from the east coast to the west coast to the midwest because these these fires obviously i think were planned um by the castro's son in canada and they're there to drive people out of the rural areas force them into cities and then make them slaves you know that's what um that's what the plan is but i don't uh but the best way to do it is to fight back and we are all powerful spiritual beings um uh dr emoto uh discovered um that um if if you send positive thoughts to uh, a, a glass of water it'll change the molecular structure of the water into these beautiful water crystal patterns and yeah go ahead and show it uh don i'm going to grab something go ahead if you don't mind okay this is the ho'onopono um uh, prayer. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> um, it's from Hawaii, and uh, it's based upon the work of a fellow named Dr. Hugh Lin, L-I-N, out of Honolulu. And uh, he had used um, this prayer. It comes from uh, ancient Hawaiian elders um, to help heal all the people, uh, the hundred people who were, were in his criminally insane ward in Honolulu. These people were there, placed there by the state of Hawaii for various serious crimes and they thought they were thought to be mentally insane and incorrigible in other words they were not curable and so what he did he consulted with some some Hawaiian shaman and they recommended saying the Ho'oponopono this is the prayer uh, we're sorry please forgive us we love you and we thank you and <clears throat> he had each of the inmates in this facility 100 person facility say this prayer every day he also read all the charts and said that said the prayer every day for all of his patients in the um, in this facility. And after one year, guess what happened? Every single patient in this facility, all hundred people who had been judged by the state of Hawaii court system to be incorrigible, mentally uh, incapable of of healing, were all released because they'd all regained their sanity and they were all healed. This is a very powerful prayer. And um, I am in touch with Nikolai Tesla, and, and Mr. Tesla has told me to say it either. He said three is the power of the universe. You say it either three times, six times, nine times, 12 times. So we're going to say this uh, um, three times today um, now. And as you do that, put your hand on your heart. And if you're watching this later, um, not, not live, you can do this anytime. Every day this week, I want everyone to say this prayer and visualize rain coming into all over Canada, to all over um, uh, uh, Ontario, Quebec, where the fires are, to put the fires out that Trudeau has started to, tr to try to destroy his own country, um, as well as in Alberta and, and British Columbia. Don't expect any government help because the government's corrupt, um, and, um, but do it on your own, maybe grouped in a group of people. Say this every day, water, we're sorry. It doesn't matter what language you say it, just say it. Water, we're sorry. Water, please forgive us. Water, we love you. And water, we thank you. And then visualize rain coming in throughout Canada and actually around the world as well. I mean, there's a lot of places that really need rain. Um, but let's start with Canada first because they're getting hit now by these, by these, uh, by these fires engineered by uh, Fidel Castro's sons, government. Let's do it twice more. Water, we're sorry. Water, please forgive us. Water, we love you. And water, we thank you. Let's do it one more time. Uh, water, we're sorry. 
Water, please forgive us. Water, we love you. And water, we thank you. And let's, as, as part of this session today, let's focus in on um, uh, the, the, the area around, was it, was it, I can't remember, was it Southern Ontario or Southern Quebec? It was in that area um, where all the fires were. Let's see if we can get, get Southern those. Southern Quebec. I'm sorry, Southern Quebec, okay. Yes, <clears throat> Yeah, so they, they all started at once. And the chances of that happening simultaneously is infinitesimally small. So I want you to visualize that and then um, uh, say this every day and visualize the rain coming down <coughs> across Canada. This will work. I know it worked. It worked two and a half years ago with Australia and we can do it again now to repeat that same, um, that, that same phenomenon. Um, Don, if you don't mind, if you could play the, um, play the audio. Uh, I sent you a link. I hope you got it okay uh, for uh, rain coming down. Um, that's kind of a fun, um, a, a fun audio. It's only about, a, it's less than two minutes. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Don, so much. Um, okay, um, and um, great. Okay, visualizing watersheds as there are many small lakes in both Ontario and Quebec. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, visualize that water coming down. Visualize the water coming down throughout Canada, wherever there's a fire. I can see the clouds forming in southern Quebec already. <laughs> so. everyone to pray for rain for Canada for the rest of the week every day and I know that it's going to have a good effect my friends thanks so much uh, uh, Don really appreciate your wonderful help that's great that's great plans for the Alberta area? I mean, are they planning to do anything there? I'm talking about the government. Are they just going to let everything burn? The only silver lining was our premier 
calling for that investigation. Uh Um, I have not heard of any other firefighters coming from outside of Canada. Right. Um, There are no, um, I think they, oh yeah, uh, they did lift the ban. So you, now you can have a, um, a cookout in your backyard. Uh, Mm -hmm. What's interesting is that uh, a few weeks ago, the city of Calgary had stated that they would not be having fireworks for Canada day. Uh, and again, you know, that's end of May. They're saying nothing for July 1st. So again, how do they know that the fires will continue? And there was such backlash uh, from the citizens that they uh, reversed their decision and they're allowed to have fireworks for Canada Day. Hmm. Well, you know, eventually when the when the people leave, the leaders will follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was that was from an old that was from an old uh a button. People used to wear buttons in the 60s and 70s, and I remember that was one. I used. To, I don't know where it is now, but I thought that was always funny. <laughs> because... Well, you know, uh, like the the landscape has changed so much, and you know, so many Canadian flags have been uh, removed, and in their place, the rainbow flags have been placed. And I think there's a lot of folks that you know they're anxious. They may not know you know, any agenda or they may not be aware, but they know something is wrong deep down inside and they're starting mm-hmm. to push back. And, uh, you know, we, we live in Canada and we have one day that we celebrate national pride and that's July 1st. And um, why right. take that away from the people prematurely? You know, that's um, counterintuitive. Right, right. Well, on many, um, on on some government buildings around the Seattle area, the state flag here has been replaced with the gay flag. And I mean, it's, it's what, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, I, I, um, but you know, the, the government doesn't represent the people uh, at all. And um, it's the same kind of issues down here too, as, as well. But um, I think people need to be prepared um, and know, but I want people to know that we will win. The light is winning. I think the negatives are getting, getting very desperate. Um, there was a there's a lady, a famous um, a doctor named Dr. Lynn McTaggart out of uh, London. Um, I think she's American, but she actually lives in England. And she's written a book called The Power of Eight for Healing. And she said the power of eight people is the minimum number of people you need for healing. So if eight people, for example, if you've got somebody who's who's sick or ill and you have at least eight people pre- making prayers for that person, they can affect a healing. And we can do the same thing with 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 this planet as well. There's a famous sto- uh, story um, of a fellow named uh, Tetsu Shiratori. Have you heard about uh, Tetsu, by the way, Jane? Um, his name sounds familiar, but I'm I'm not familiar with what he has said. That's okay. Well, you don't sound like you're Japanese, but um, if if you were living <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> He's a famous spiritual film film producer. He produces spiritual films in Japan. And great guy. I've met him. Wonderful, wonderful film producer. And it was about, must have been about 10, 12 years ago, where he had developed um, in what his doctors said was an inoperable, incurable brain brain tumor, cancer in in his head. And he had done a, a, a healing session with Dr. Emoto and uh, with one of his auto machines. And it turned out that um, the, um, 
the um, it came from a previous life where he was attacked uh, by a lion and the lion had bitten his into his head and that's that energy was still there in his soul and it manifested by having a uh, brain tumor well um, what happened is that his friends um, and the people who watch his films he does children's films too um, they felt really bad for him and so the parents uh, wanted to do something for him so they started saying these praise prayers the whole Ho'oponopono we did earlier water we thank you water we, we're sorry and um, they started making these beautiful little origami uh, birds okay out of paper in in Japan and um, within six months the tumor the cancer tumor was completely gone and um, he was checked out by his medical doctors and found that they they said that those prayers got rid of his cancer Amazing. And, and and if you can get rid of cancer you can heal the planet and if we can if if we got water all over Australia to get rid of the fires in Australia back in January of, of um, 2021 we can do those prayers again to get rid of the fires um, in Canada you could also say prayers to get rid of Trudeau Fidel Castro's son too if you want I mean you could use it for any good purpose is is an acceptable purpose so um, I know we can we can do that and the thing is you see I think the elites the the negatives the cabal whatever you want to call them are all petrified that we're gonna wake up and we are waking up that's the problem is that we are waking up and we're seeing what's what's happening and all their lies are are um, are just that their their lies now I don't know what it's going to be like this year in California I hope they don't have the, the fires that we did um, a couple of years ago um, I know that in uh, Washington State here we had we had fires in our mountains here and the response of our fabulous governor um, was to let the fires burn just let them burn and um, in response, the, 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 the legislature here wants to regulate lands, um, saying that it's our fault the fires happen and that so we have to be taxed and regulated even more because they're, but they're the ones who exacerbated it. Um, but anyway. Um, oh, and Ted, you know what? I, I wanted to say that um, for those people that want to say prayers and, um, uh, and I'm sure that most of your audience does and, or if they want to direct their spiritual energy somewhere, I mean, if it's something, it, it doesn't even have to be something where, you know, you want someone removed. It could be just that, you know, you'd want a leader that truly represents the people. You want even that yeah. leader, the leaders, the people that have supported or taken bribes or whatever they've done, the people that are their, their henchmen, that, you know, pray for them to wake up and understand. Right. There's still time. Right. No, I, I agree. And it's always good to add for the highest and best good. Um, that's how... That's how um, I always couch my prayers is, is for the highest and best good. And, um, you know, I, I mean, if, if um, you know, it's, it's um, uh, I, think, I think people are realizing um, that maybe we don't need big government anymore. Um, that's one of the things that Nostradamus told me several years ago. He said that the, that the governments of the future will be a lot smaller than they are now because people will know how to act um they will all have they'll all know about the god within them and you won't have the crime that you do today because people will just know how to act um and they'll know how to act because um they will communicate telepathically um and so if someone's not telling the truth they'll know it 
and it becomes a very simple way to, to live. Um, if you look like a, a flock of birds or a herd of a herd of, of deer or elk, they know how to act. They don't need to have elk lawyers <laughs> what to determine what the truth is. Elk courts, bird courts. <laughs> you know. I'm glad you brought up animals because uh, people have reported birds, uh, smaller animals like squirrels behaving erratically. Mm. And in la last night in Edmonton, there was a moose hit on a freeway. And it's interesting because of the season of the moose. It's just something, you know, this animal weighs two, three thousand pounds. Um, it's it's unusual. Again, more patterns that don't make sense. And they're everywhere. Right. right. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. Wow. Um, do you think this is waking up people in the area around Alberta? What, what do people think of you? I'm sure you talk to your friends and neighbors. What do they think of what's going on? I think that at least questions are forming in people's minds. The cognitive dissonance is very high. Um, people are starting to put two and two together. Um, I, I mean, sometimes you just wish that it would happen faster so there'd be fewer casualties but you, when you look at um you know teenagers dying you know do we need to have you know out of an entire graduating class half of them pass or die suddenly in their sleep for people to understand it's i think still it's a, a one-off and people are wondering okay i started to have side effects you know soon after having that last jab so right. slowly um slowly yes slowly I wish it were faster. Well, I don't know what the traffic is like uh, up in Edmonton, but in Seattle, Seattle <coughs> a couple of years ago had the dubious distinction of having the worst traffic in North America, actually one of the worst traffic patterns in the, in the world and in terms of congestion. And um, <coughs> that was before the scandemic. But nowadays when you drive up in Seattle, for those of you in, in live in that area, uh, look very carefully at the traffic patterns at rush hour. You'll you'll find about a decrease in traffic of about 15 to 20 percent. It's just not as bad as it was. On one hand, it's nice to get um, travel a bit easier, but on the other hand, you got to ask yourself what happened to those 15 to 20 percent of the people. Um, a lot of them have passed away from the shot program, and you can see it up there. Um, you know, a lot of jobs available. Um, it's troubling. You know, but just open your eyes to see what happens. Have you noticed fewer people on the on the roads up there? Um, definitely. Um, what's interesting is that there are so many one vehicle accidents, serious accidents. I'm just even thinking in the last year how many cars have driven through storefronts. Hmm. You know, dozens. I hear ambulances every day. You know, if I sat outside almost every hour. Mm -hmm. um, in Canada, and most Canadians don't know that our all-cause mortality is up 30%. Wow. I think that's comparable in other countries. Maybe we're even on the lower side. Um, companies can't keep people, you know, um, because of our access to Information and Privacy Act. When, say, if I'm managing a group of 20 people and five people are leaving in two weeks, I do not have the ability to actually speak to human resources and find out exactly why someone is leaving, why they're taking an extended leave. Right. So there's a lot of questions and frustrations and backfilling of positions. Um, right. Yeah, it's, it, it goes on. Um, right. I, I haven't heard anything from life insurance companies. I follow 
Edward Dowd, and I know that, you know, his his uh, data is all very black and white. There's no hiding information in his data. Right, right, right. Well, there was a there was a report that came out. Um, oh, it was two months ago that um, in the U.S. military, women who had taken the, the shot um, and were pregnant, their stillborn. Guess what the stillborn rate was for their babies? Oh my goodness. I'm going to guess it's over 50%. Try 97%. Oh, so terrible. Mm -hmm. 97%. In the civilian sector in the U.S., the the um, average um, stillborn rate is 84%. Oh. That's, that's a whole generation wiped out. Thanks, Biden. Thanks, Pfizer. Thanks, Moderna. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Washington Governor Inslee, Newsom in California, the rest of these crooks. Um, look at the statistics. You know, don't believe me. Just look it up. It's there. You just have to look for it. Um, in the media down here, um, there's a lot of stories of people dying suddenly. Mysterious yeah. heart attacks. Just yesterday, a local uh, local guy was out hiking at Mount Rainier, 41 years old, perfect health, suddenly gets a heart attack. Um, another case, a uh, 15 year old kid in high school, middle class, gets a heart attack. 15 years old? That's normal? No. But the media doesn't go the next step. They don't ask why. They never ask why. Um, so, but just open your eyes because there's, there's a lot of that going on too. But um, the, on the good side of things, the Pladeans, our brothers and sisters among the Pladeans, have been bombarding planet Earth with tons of, of, of positive energies and light and love uh, since November 2018. And uh, during the scamdemic, they upped, they upped it to help people wake up. And according to my friend, uh, President Jefferson, um, it is getting, um, it's having an effect and people are really waking up. So, and some, for some people, I hate to say this, but they don't want to be part of a new earth and they don't want to um, live in happiness with, with, as, as part of that. And they may, they may have made a soul contract before they were born or a subconscious decision to leave early. I don't know, um, but um, um, the, the, the answers to why people would want to leave early are varied. I don't know. Some people like the old way of doing things and they don't want to be part of a new earth. But Mother Earth herself is, is ascending and she wants us to bring as many people as possible along with us. And um, this is a shakeout, according to uh, Matthew Speaks. I've been following him for years. He's um, the son of, of Susie Ward, who uh, her son uh, actually died in a motorcycle accident back in um 1987 and he came to her in 1991 or 94 and has had been giving messages for humanity ever since so she's got like on their website uh, www.matthewspeaks.com um, they've got messages going back 29 years oh my about about yeah it's really good reading she's been, she's on my show frequently uh, about uh, what's what's going on and um this these are the final days of the um of the cabal um and it's also the darkest the darkest hour is when it's just before dawn um and so um there there is yeah it's it's just before dawn now that's what i've been told and they're doing everything possible i mean why would 
all these fires suddenly start in southern uh, Quebec, you know, burning up because most of Canada's population is in what within 100 miles of the U.S. border. Isn't that right? I mean, it's mostly along that line. Lots so, in Ontario, yes. Yeah. So if you if you cause all these fires in southern uh, Quebec, Ontario, you're wiping out the land for the population of those two provinces. Um, and people will not have a choice. They'll just have to go into the cities or go to slave labor camps. I don't know. And but... when non-organic non matter burns, much of it is carcinogenic too, and we won't see the impact of that on people's right. respiratory systems for years to come. Um, one other positive I thought I'd mention is that, you know, locally and provincially, I see people getting organized, and uh, I mean, they all have different interests. One, of mm -hmm. course, is food supplies and trying to get you know, quality food, um, crops, of course, being grown above soil, you know, like possibly questionable. I don't know. Are they being coated or what? what's going on? Is it truly organic like people think? Uh, people are turning to indoor tower gardens, you know, and, and trying to spread, spread the word. Well, I'm, I'm recommending people down here in the States not to buy Canadian produce anymore because Castro's son just deregulated GMO foods and genetically modified foods are no longer labeled in Canada as of last week. Yes. So. Yes. That's, that's devastating. Devastating. Yeah. The, um, one of, one of the people on my trip, uh, uh, um, got diperticulitis, which is, um, a disintegration of the intestines from GMO foods. That's what his doctors said, but he got healed on the trip, but that's what, that's what he's, his medical doctors told me was, that was the reason. And so that stuff's dangerous. And um, it's all, you know, there's actually, Jane, there's so much going on. It's hard to focus on just one issue. You know, I mean, it's like when it rains, it pours. And I, but I hope it does rain a lot <laughs> up there. Um, and um, we, we are powerful spiritual beings meant to create a much better and happier world. And I know if we all work together, we can and will make this planet um, a, a better place. So I think it's important to be strong, um, to know that, um, you know, a, a better life is worth fighting for um, and that we're meant to create a much better and, and happier planet. Um, none of what they're doing, I'm told by my angel friends, who, by the way, are always right, is going to succeed. Um, and so everyone should just be buckled down and when the uh, going gets tough, the tough get going. So, yes, yes. Um, I think that even though in the summer we've had these fires, I mean, um, you almost have to take that uh, position. Like, if you were an evil person, what would you do next? And and prepare that way. And and it's not to be negative, but it's to be realistic. And uh, if you know your options, if they're all laid out on the table in front of you, it's not so scary going forward. Right. That's true. That's, uh, that's, that's true. That's true. Um, I think people in the future will get so sick of what government has done to them. They'll say, we don't need this kind of rule over us anymore. <laughs> we can rule ourselves much better. You know, that's what I think is going to happen. And um, it'll be truly a, a happy time on this planet. So if you have children or are planning on having children, I think that um, it's, it's a, there's a lot of good things to, um, to look forward to. And future generations will ask us adults who are adults now, 
What did you do during this term, during this time of turmoil on the planet? How did you help with the ascension? It's kind of like uh, World War II. Um, what did you do in World War II? That was a favorite question of the greatest generation, you know, um, by you know by people living now. So it, it'll be the same questions for the ascension as well. So. Uh, what I what I try to do personally, you know, even when I go out shopping, I'm over, I, even before all of this, you know, came to light, uh-huh. I would read read labels just to see what's in foods, what's in with packaged foods, and mm-hmm. you know, now people are starting to stop and ask me, what am I looking for? Because I've been there for a while reading, and you know, it might be something like I pull up the list and say, well, these are you know the genetically modified bugs and the various names that they go by. And I'm looking yeah. to make sure they're not in. And people have taken pictures of my phone screen and shared it. I mean, and that's what right. we're here to do, right? Um, we're right. here to, to improve life on the planet. We're not here to necessarily just, you know, seek a goal of maybe, I don't know, financial um, success. You know, what what good is that if you're sick? Or dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't take it with you. I mean, you can try, but... You know, you can you can try um, the the fake Biden government has allowed the um, importation of graphene and, and um, uh, into and nano, nanobots into the meat down here, the chicken and the beef. So I've, uh, I've it's been a while since I've been years since I had any meat, but it's um, I urge urge people to stop fish kind of a gray area. Um, the, the farm raised uh, uh, salmon and, and trout are not good to eat because they use GMO uh, in the foods that they, they feed the fish. Um, sure. But so um, uh, generally speaking, unless you unless you really know the source of it, if you knew, for example, um, that um, uh, ch- the chicken that you're eating came from an organic farmer and, and they're honest and ethical, that's that's different than if you all you need to do is go to a supermarket and take a take a take a magnet and put it next to the try this on a steak bring it to a steak if you like steak bring it put it next to the steak and see if it sticks if it sticks it's got metal metal in it would i eat that heck no i'd run away from it because you're getting that into your body and the the graphene and the nanobots are what control you they also can go through into your arteries and cause you a stroke so this is what's being allowed in the food supply now um, here in the United States. Uh, as far as government regulation, well, that's a joke. Um, they're not going to do anything to help you. So you have to help yourself. And the best way to start is to stay away from it or start your own garden, too. That's another way you can you can um, uh, do it as well. And, and, and I, I think, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, Ted. It's OK. Go ahead. I, I wanted to say that, you know, even as a minimum, if people are maybe not as confident um, in, you know, being vocal about things, when you go to a restaurant, when you go to a butcher shop, you can ask, okay, well, where, where does your meat come from? Okay, so are they in, are they free range? Okay, uh, are they injecting their cattle? I deal with one particular butcher shop who is very well informed. Um, they've let me know that their chicken, their turkeys, and their lamb have all been, all sources have been confirmed to be not vaccinating with the COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah, they right. are unsure of the beef at this point because they have so many distributors and the demand for beef is very high. So they're looking mm-hmm. into it and they said um, that they would uh, put it in their newsletter because enough people like me have asked. So mm-hmm. you're not insulting them. 
you're asking, you know, you're paying them, you have the right to know. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, it's going to come to the point if you if it's possible, even if you live in a city, you can you can always like if you've got a balcony or access to uh, the outside, you can always do like kind of an urban garden kind of thing. But vegetables like lettuce are very easy to grow if you're in a good climate. Um, tomatoes are always fun to grow. You know, you can always grow. You can always grow your own vegetables if you have to. Um, but I maybe that's the whole point is to get away from these big box stores where everything is centralized and you don't know what what's in them. And especially now where it, it can be dangerous, your food can be dangerous and it can it can really hurt you to eat this stuff. So. Uh, you know, a little interesting story. I um, I have a friend that retired from the agricultural business. His specialty was greenhouses. Mm-hmm. And even though he's not aware of the full agenda um, uh, or the compressed timelines, he did state that um, even, you know, a decade ago, the talk in the industry was to have Argentina as the main food supplier for the world. This would really? mean all food would come from there. And now, of course, we understand the impact to uh, have self-vaccinating vegetables, to have GMO. And it's it's such a bizarre concept to think that one country so far away from so many countries would be a main supplier. But look at the last three years. Things that we thought were not possible have become po- possible. That's true. That's true. Argentina is a big area for... Um... Is a big area for uh, Monsanto and GMO corn, GMO soybeans. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. And it was also um, a very, very high a jab rate for Pfizer. Everybody practically got the jab, even when, um, like kids as little as five, they had a Pfizer had a poster child, a five-year-old little boy, um, and they prayed him around of getting all these shots in the boosters. Well, guess what? He's dead now. The little boy's dead from taking the jab, confirmed by his doctors. What a sin. And this is what we can't uh, stand by idly and just look at, you know, even for people that have been awake. um, For some of them, I know people that have been awake for two, three decades, and I could only imagine the frustration that they've had, but they've held the light, and now we all have to continue. There's At this point, we're at the end game, and, and, um, and I think... Um, when it comes to some issues, uh, a stand has to be taken. Nobody can sit on the fence anymore. Yeah, I remember getting that message from my angel friends two years ago. They said that you no longer will you be able to stand on the fence, sit on the fence, because you're going to be pushed one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, it's an exciting time to be alive. It's like a Charles Dickens no- novel. It's the worst of times and it's the best of times (laughs) but uh one thing um that um uh president uh, washington and thomas jefferson and john f kennedy uh all told me abraham lincoln um they all told me um a couple years ago they said we'd love to trade places with you and Mm -hmm. i said really and they said yeah i said okay (laughs) no no, I can't. I, I, I've got a contract to fulfill. My contract is to help with the ascension. And uh, this is this is um, actually the work the work I'm doing now is is uh, is a continuation of what I started at Atlantis 12,500 years ago, where um, 
back then we myself and many other light workers tried to stop the um tried to stop the um the madness back then we failed but um those same spirits now are back again now they're just kind of they're kind of mindless robots doing the same thing they did back then and um here's something not covered in the history books about atlantis is that the the um i've heard that the atlanteans were in touch with the reptilians the reptilians did help corrupt um that society um so that they ended up making wrong choices much like today they've corrupted much of society here as well so anyway um but um um, the next sec the next part of my program um, is going to be on making this world a better place and the techniques, spiritual techniques we can do to do that. And you're welcome to stay on, Jane, if you like. Um, but would you like to say some final remarks about what's happening up up, up in Alberta on the fires? Um, I'd like to say that I think that they're, you know, that... I almost see this as a little bit like grief where people first get angry, you know, they get upset, they, mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. sobbing, uh, but people are coming together. I think that overall the mood is very optimistic. Um, uh, the election helped a little bit, uh, acknowledgement, and, and I guess people knowing that the patterns exist elsewhere in the world is just yeah. the proof that, you know, the, the time is coming where change is needed. Uh, we're leaving behind uh, much of what we know, and we're moving to something completely new. We're stretching our minds. Uh, I I see the positive as well. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, and like I said, uh, I think um, I did once, and I wish I kept the article, but mm -hmm. it was an article that uh, that showed um, geographically where people move, people that are like minded move, and I feel very fortunate to be in Alberta where apparently a lot of people are wanting to see the change and are starting to take steps in, in however they're, they're able to take those steps. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's a shift. It's a shift and it's, it's, it's leaving what doesn't serve us behind. So I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. And then, you know, as far as Alberta too, uh, I, I'm very happy to be here. Uh, this is not my home uh, region. Uh, very, very happy to be here, and um, mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure you have lots of folks even following today's broadcast from Alberta um, that would concur. Well, wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. Well, Canada in general is a beautiful country and, and beautiful people, and I've been so sad about everything happening up there and down here, too. I mean, the U.S. is a good country, but we've just been co-opted and taken over by a bunch of, uh, a bunch of negatives, um, and... Um, but we, we, it's not a time to, um, to be idle. You know, um, the, um, there are, you know, pe people, some people, well, there's, um, some, some, some people have erroneously told people just to sit back and do nothing, but mm. we all have to do something, you know, and God helps those who helps themselves. So <laughs> you have to, you have to stand up for your, for your rights or else you'll lose them, you know? I mean, when the U.S. was established back in 1776, they had a revolution because King George wanted to put a, a three-cent tax on, on tea. Three cents? <laughs> you look at what's going on now, and it's like, oh, it's well beyond that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, inflation is through the roof. But, you know, I think yeah. in ending, I'd say that um, 
the 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 whole movement, the whole agenda is not familiar with the power of love. Oh, oh yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. That's right. We have that in our favor, and that's. I mean, it sounds cliche. Um, uh, Don, let's go ahead and show that uh, picture, that heart picture. Now, that would be a good thing to show, real quick, to start off on the next segment of the show. Hey, thanks so much. Uh, this is a picture of a heart, and um, uh, according to my my good friend Albert Einstein, um, love is the most powerful and important force in the universe. Um, Dr. Masuro Moto in Japan said the same thing, um, and it it really does conquer all. And the, you know the Beatles were right. Um, all you need is love, and uh, the theme song from my show is actually a it's a Japanese song, but it's dedicated to Dr. Emoto. And the theme of that song as well is that uh, the most important um, force in the universe is love. And when Dr. Emoto did his um, uh, hold on, when he did his um, um, his water experiments, um, he would this is a little children's book, The Message uh, from Water. Um, this is a picture of a water crystal formed um, from the words love and gratitude written on a glass of water. And if you take an electron microscope and you look at the molecules uh, on, the, uh, uh, on the molecular level, you find this beautiful crystal um, appears. Uh, on the other hand, if you, um, if you send negative thoughts to a glass of water right here, like uh, here's it says you fool you written on the glass of water you get these negative um, images uh, crystals uh, forming so our thoughts are very important and as we shift into the higher dimensions thoughts are things that's what my um, my foster mother um, uh, uh, Terry told me um, so thoughts are very important um, and um, we exist here in the third dimension we're, we're in the fourth now we're going into the fifth and as you go higher and higher on the dimensional scale, um, guess what's guess what disappears? Disease. All diseases will disappear as we shift in the higher dimensions, um, because uh, if you if you take the word disease, it translates to dis-ease. In other words, um, its vibration is lower than if you don't have disease, you don't have that upsetting vibration. Dr. Moto, before he passed away on October 17, 2014, always said that everything is hato or vibration. And so if you have the correct vibration, you can heal anything, cure anything, and make this world a, a better place. One of the things I love to do, uh, I just remembered it now, usually I like to start at the beginning, but this is a uh, 528 hertz tuning fork. It's a love tuning fork. Um, it's a vibration of love. And when you hit this tuning fork with a crystal from Lemuria, it's actually from Mount Shasta, blessed by the, um, by the solutions, you send love everywhere. So I'm going to hit that now. That is the frequency of love, my friends. I'm going to do this three times. Isn't that nice? Gives you a good boost. Beautiful, isn't it? If you want one of these, I'm happy to um, to send you one. 
uh, just go to my website outofthisworldreadings.com that's outofthisworldreadings.com and you'll see the you'll see the uh, I forget which tab to hit but miscellaneous you'll you'll find it there but it's there and um, one of the things when we go to um, uh, Shasta uh, the, the water comes from the hollow earth um, in the Shasta area and um, it's it's very high vibration and very sweet and the people of Telos tell me Adama tells me that there's actually anti-carcinogenic um, um, elements in the water itself that can really help your health because the vibrations are so high but anyway um, that's what we do when when we're there among other things and um, in this part of the program and uh, Jane you're welcome to stay on if you like for as long as you like um, uh, we'll be talking about um, the ability to make uh, how we can make this world a better place and so I want people to know that um, all over the all over the all over this this uh, this universe um, everyone now is being watched humanity is being watched today um, and what choices we make there's a lot of, of benevolent extraterrestrial races who are watching us um, and uh, I want to tell you that uh, um, being human in this universe, in this galaxy, is actually quite common because the human species is a very common species. Um, you don't realize it, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of life beyond this planet. And even with today's show, we're looking at um, 1.4 million uh, souls listening today because they're very interested in what happens on this planet. Um, of all the planets in this solar system, um, the, the Earth is the one, humanity, uh, uh, the ones who've been, um, um, who've been, thanks, thanks, who've been, um, who, who, who've been holding us back, um, the ones who refuse to wake up, refuse to um, be happy, refuse to create a better world, refuse to treat each other with love and compassion and, and kindness and peace and harmony. They're the ones holding not only this planet from ascending but also the rest of the planets in this solar system too because the rest of the planets in this solar system are also ascending and there's not eight or nine planets in this solar system my friends let's get real there's 40 planets if you look at the other dimensions Venus for example has a, th a planet in third dimension and we can see it with our telescopes here, here from Earth but they also have a planet in the fifth dimension where we're headed as well now, not, all, not everybody on this planet wants to go to the fifth dimension. Um, some want to stay with the old ways of doing things. They love war and fighting and killing and <laughs> crime. They love all that. So um, for them, they will be exiting this planet and another, another Earth-like planet in a lower part of the third dimension has been created. It's in the same orbital path as this planet, but it's on the other side of the solar system. And they'll be there for 25,800 years, or one Mayan Katun cycle. One Mayan Katun cycle is the time it takes 25,800 years for um, uh, this planet in this solar system to go around the central sun of the of the Milky Way galaxy. It takes that long. And so myself, I've been here for two Mayan Katun cycles. There are some people I've met who've been here for three Mayan Katun cycles, 78,000 years. Um, others are youngsters. They've only been here for, only been here for 25,800 years. They're, they're all young people. So, <laughs> anyway, 
um, but it, it's but um, but this is the hardest planet of all the all the planets in this universe. Earth is the toughest planet to affect any positive change. This one right here. So when you meet people on the street and they're not awake, um, we've got to try to awake those people up. How do you do it? I don't know. I do this through education on my show in a positive way to try to, to uh, give people choices um, that the, and know that they're powerful and that they can make this world a, a much better place. But the, the, but the tide has definitely shifted. We are going into a new phase on this planet. There is absolutely nothing that Trudeau's son in Canada uh, can do to stop it or Biden, the fake illegal president in the United States, can stop it in the cabal. Um, we are on our way, my friends, to creating a beautiful and happy planet, <clears throat> and it's up to us to to do that. Um, and we all have that power w within us. As um, as Mahatma Gandhi has often told me, he's one of my mentors. Um, he said that uh, you know, I mean, people would come up to him too during the day when he was alive here on this planet and said, "Well, I'm only one person. What can I do to make this world a, a better place?" Well, you can do quite a bit. Um, what President Kennedy told me in response to this question a couple of years ago, he said two things. Um, leave no neighbor behind. In other words, try to to affect as much positive change as you can. And the second thing is to remember that um, um, we are all positive. We are all powerful spiritual beings meant to create a much better and, and happier planet. And we all have the power within us to create a wonderful, wonderful change. Mahatma Gandhi was just one person, but he was able to kick out the British, and at that time, a world, of course, a world power, uh, still a world power today, but a, a world power back then, and um, and and gain freedom for the Indian people. Um, he felt bad about the partition um, that happened as a result of independence, but um, he was able to gain uh, freedom or uh, independence for for India, and. Um, and you can look at it that way too. That there's a lot of spirits uh, looking at us now. This show, for example, is being uh, listened to by my friends aboard uh, the Pleiadian mothership. And I want to thank uh, Pleiadian Admiral Hal Soros and and the crew, the 5,000 uh, crew uh, up on board the ship, for all their fantastic help. Um, the, the the show signal is being listened to by the ship, and then it's in turn uh, being uh, uh, beamed to Alcyon. Uh, 464.4 light years from here in the Pleiades constellation, which is in turn beam to the Galactic Alliance. Um, there are two different, um, uh, at least two, there's many, but there's two, the two main groups, uh, ET groups who visit this planet. Uh, one's good, one's bad, one's positive, one's negative. One is service to others based upon love, peace, ha harmony, and compassion. The other one's based upon service to self, war, and negativity. Um, the, um, the, the positive ones are called the Galactic Alliance. Their formal name is called the Galactic Alliance of Interdimensional Free Worlds. Um, and if President Kennedy had lived back in the 60s, we would have been a member of, of that group by the 70s and would have been exchanging ambassadors by then to become a member of, of, of that group. Um, we would have free energy right now. All diseases would have been completely eliminated. We would be living to three or 400 years per person um, on this planet. Um, the uh, average longevity of humans outside of planet Earth uh, on advanced human, advanced human civilizations is 1,000 years 
all the way up to 25,000 years. Um, I hope Adama doesn't mind telling you this. Oh, okay, uh, he says it's fine. Um, he, he's about 25,000 years old, but he doesn't look a day over 28, 29. He's really held his age very well. But that's the thing. My Pleiadian friends tell me that as you, um, as you spiritually advance, you, um, your aging clock stops and then starts to reverse. And um, that's what's going to happen to us now. And um, myself, even though I'm 52,000 years, I don't think I look a day over 10,000 years. I, I don't know, but <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but but it is it 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 will it is happening. And um, there was um, a couple of years ago, I was in, in touch with a group of um, benevolent. Uh, uh, human ETs um, named the Seres, and I still am in touch with them now. And uh, there was a couple I met, and they both, um, I think the, the wife was uh, 200, and she said she was 256 Earth years old, and the, her husband was 350 years old. But yet both of them looked like they were in their um, late 20s, early 30s, and that's how slowly. Um, you age on, on the other side. When you go into the hollow earth, time shifts. Um, it becomes a lot slower. I'll give you an example of that. Um, and this will shift as well as we shift into this new fifth dimension. I had on one of my first trips to uh, Mount Shasta in 2016, 15, 16, I had a group of Koreans South, from South Korea visit to come on the trip. And um, they wanted to go into the hollow earth. So um, they, um, I dropped them off at a, secret, uh, at a sacred spot uh, where there was an entrance into the hollow earth. And they said, fine, come back. Uh, this was 10 o'clock in the morning. Can you come back and pick us up about five or six? And I said, yeah, sure. So I dropped them off. And then the, uh, the stones in this entrance opened up. A light came through. There was a door there. They let them all in. There was about six people. There were uh, four adults and two children, young children. And they took a shuttlecraft down to Telos. They saw Telos, met with Adama. From there, they took another shuttlecraft to, um, I think they went to Shangri-La on the trip, which was is a city in the hollow earth in the fifth and sixth dimension beneath Tibet in, in Western China. And they went to there, and then the kids started um, getting upset because they didn't know quite what to think of the higher dimensions. So um, the, the parents decided to come back. They came back about um, 5, 5.30, 6 in that, in that time frame. And just, just, just when they came back, they had walked. The, 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 these rocks opened up and they walked back to this area on the mountain, Mount Shasta. I interviewed, I ran into them and I interviewed them. And that interview is still on my website. If you want to listen to it, please go to uh, www.outofthisworld1150.com and uh, go to September 2016. And you'll see the interview there. You can still listen to it. Um, and uh, it's an amazing interview. But what happened, unfortunately, um, they were a, uh, a Christian group from South Korea, and um, they were let into Telos with the agreement of Adama and the higher spirits that they would take this information and give it to the world to educate people about, uh, about, the, about the hollow earth 
and um, that their existence and they were benevolent and here to help us. Instead, after they came out of of the uh, of this of the hollow earth, they decided to turn it into a religion. And um, since that time, I haven't heard from them. I don't know what happened to them, but it's too bad. Um, they violated the agreement that they had. Um, and um, I'm sure there are consequences for that. I don't know what happened to them. But um, anyway, I did get information, their information on my show as well. Um, and uh, the year before that, actually, I had been at a um, UFO conference at Mount Shasta, one of my first times there. And it was a five-day conference. And at the end of the last day, I was camped out on the mountain. People, most people had gone home at that point. And I was sleeping in my tent one morning at about 5 a.m. and I was dreaming. And I remember the dream and Adama came to me and he I, he asked me if I if I wanted to go to Telos. And I said, sure, I'd love to. So the next thing I know, I'm in Telos underneath Mount Shasta. And I'm in this large white square meeting with uh, Adama and uh, the people of Telos. They all, everywhere, everyone wears these beautiful long white robes. Um, and uh, I visited the, they've got a healing room there. They've got um, animals who, dino, they've got, I think they've got a dinosaur. Yeah, they've got a dinosaur and different animals that live on the outskirts of the town, but all the animals are friendly and you can talk to them. And um, they have a healing chamber there where um, it's a little bit like med beds, but it's spiritually based. Um, I've been in them before where you sit down, you kind of lay down and they cover you with with this golden uh, yellow light and the yellow light itself is a healing light and that can heal you and the way they work it is that when you're in the fifth dimension you get a healing that healing a spiritual healing takes precedence over your physical body in the third and that can tr that translates into the, what you see physically in the healing in the um third dimension so that's how the healings work at Shasta today. When you go there, you actually get a healing in the fifth and sixth dimensions. And that healing translates into the physical healing you experience in the third dimension. But you have to be open to it because your belief system is very important. If you don't believe you can get a healing, you won't get a, if you don't believe in it, you're not, it's not going to happen. So you have to believe in it. Faith is very important part of that. Um, and um, uh, part of that procedure. Um, I always tell people this before they come on the trip because if they are negative or they have a lot of doubts, generally they can't come on the trip because it would be kind of a waste of time, you know? I mean, they'll see the mountain, it's pretty, physically pretty, but they won't experience the spiritual qualities that they that they should be, be open to. So um, at any rate, um, the world that we're creating right now today is one that's been waiting to happen for I think tens of thousands of years because we've tried six other times to ascend into the fifth dimension and this is the farthest we've ever gone um, in terms of ascension going into the higher dimensions and the reason why I've been told by my angels and my spirit friends and the Pleiadians and the Galactic Alliance why things are so difficult on this planet right now is that the negative forces have lost they're doing everything they can to stop our ascension, um, but they're failing, um, and um, they will not win um, this battle. No matter what they do, they cannot win. As Data said on once on Star Trek, resistance is futile. 
because it is futile. <laughs> what a waste of time. <laughs> so let them do whatever they want. Um, elect whatever fake leaders they want. Destroy the U.S. military. You know, um, kill off a whole bunch of people with the shots. It's still we're still going to make it. Um, and um, we're doing much. We're doing things uh, far faster and quicker than uh, even Nostradamus thought possible. Back in the late 1980s, when he was in touch with Dolores Cannon, in his books, uh, in the books Conversations with Nostradamus, uh, Nostradamus at that point saw a date of 2038 as to when we would be reaching fifth dimension. Well, we're reaching fifth dimension this year, and we are 15 years or more ahead of schedule. So we should pat ourselves on the back because we're doing things now that they, they didn't think were possible, and this quickly. Um, on on Earth, but that's what uh, that's what that's what's happening. Um, Jane, would you like to add anything to that? You say it so well, Ted. Um, it's the coffee, so. <laughs> um, I I I agree, and I you know you when you stop and you just you know observe, you can see like we're almost there. I guess that I just want to add a bit of positivity. Yeah. We're almost there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like little kids in a car and you're going on a long family vacation. Are we there yet? <laughs> how, how many, how much more do we have to drive? <laughs> but that's but, the amazing thing that happens when, when truth starts to surface. And um, I think in the very early days of, you know, um, be everyone was sent home you know around the world and uh and i have children and they asked you know when is this going and like they wanted a timeline and it's it's a tough one and um uh there was something else i was going to say it completely slipped my mind but maybe i'll pop back on um later yeah yeah just send me a letter when you want to come on that's fine from from canada to the states it'll take at least four weeks but it's fine. It'll be quick. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the most important thing to realize is that we are powerful spiritual beings, and um, we we were connected. We were created in the likeness of God or the supreme being, and we all have that spark within us. And as President Kennedy has said, once we realize we have that spark, um, we will create a much be able to create a much better and happier planet and don't give your power away don't um i i think that everyone instead of looking for a guru or any kind of so-called leader for them um find the power within you because you all have the answers within you that's that's the message of all the great prophets including muhammad buddha jesus that that they were um they were all had the same message of finding the power within um, and that's what people need to do, I think. Um, and, and people people in this dimension have have two minds. They've got a, a heart mind and a third dimensional mind. If you uh, the third dimensional mind is all part of the the old uh, third dimension, um, uh, and and uh, we're, but we are working now. We are we are ascending now into these higher dimensions, which will be heart based, love based. And so if you if you follow your heart, mind, your intuition, you will never go wrong. Um, when you ask a question of the spirits uh, of the angels, um, you always want to be in a in a positive, upbeat mood. Um, this is the um, 
the premise of my book, um, Journey to the Other Side. It has a lot of techniques on how to contact benevolent angels and benevolent extraterrestrials. If you want a copy, please go to my website, outofthisworldreadings.com uh, and order it there. Um, if you order it from me, you get a, a free brief reading. You can also get it on Amazon too. Amazon's got it. It's no problem. You can order it there. Um, but um, the um, the first answer you get from the from the angels is, is always the correct one. So uh, it's not the second one or the third one or the fourth. Um, the angels are very efficient in terms of their use of t of, of of communication. So it's always the first one. Um, if you have a if you're driving somewhere, for example, you're going out shopping, and you could take a couple of different routes. If you meditate for a moment. Um, it's the first answer that's always always the answer that you you want to follow um, you all of us have at least one angel around us and if you can tie into that often they're they're family members who passed on or it could be even pets for that matter um, pets and cats and dogs of course are wonderful uh, wonderful uh, part of the circle of love around all of us and if you um, if, if, if you ask, they will come in and help guide you as well. They have a lot of wisdom. Uh, when you pass over to the other side, um, all, um, all souls gets, get access to what's called the, um, uh, sir, uh, the uh, universal knowledge of God, basically. So when you talk to a spirit on the other side, you're getting the truth. Now, um, as Jack Nicholson said on the One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, you know, some people can't handle the truth, but that's what you get is the truth. Um, and uh, if you do psychic work like I do, you have an obligation and a duty um, to tell the truth to people who ask questions. But on the other hand, um, you don't want to sugarcoat things, but you always want to um, give people choices. Um, if they take this avenue, if they do this, this will happen. But if you do this, this will happen. So I always like to give people choices whenever uh, I do. I give readings. I have a spiritual mentoring program where I teach people how to um, talk to the other side. Um, and one of the things, um, the the um, the spirits will tell you that they're not dead. You know, of course, maybe their body's gone, but uh, but their soul is very much alive. And they will um, be happy to communicate with you. President Kennedy said, I'm here. Anybody wants to talk to me, come by and visit. <laughs> but you should probably buy him coffee on the other side, as a least. Uh, but I'm just kidding, of course. But he's there. And he's been working ever since he was assassinated back in 63 for, for world peace. Not only for this country, but for the entire world as well. And he's continuing his uh, his 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 mission on the, on the other side. And I'm so proud and happy that he is still our president, irregardless of what idiot we have uh, in the so-called fake government here. He's still our president on the other side, and Jackie uh, is still our, our first lady on the other side. Um, and uh, she's a real woman, too. Yeah, absolutely, unlike uh, Michelle Obama. But um, but um, uh, the, the, the spirits I talk to, and time's different there. It, it moves at a lot, uh, a lot slower pace um, than here. Um, there is a physicality um, in the fifth dimension that you don't have here. It's, things are a lot lighter. One of the things I learned um, a long time ago, uh, some time ago, is that when you go aboard, aboard the plebeian ship, um, they're all in the fifth dimension. They're humans like us, but they're all in the fifth dimension. And uh, eating is, is not required. 
So people can live off the prana of the, of the universe. They can live off light and love, just the energy. Um, they don't eat unless they, they don't have to eat, in other words. Um, here in 3D, um, as we go higher and higher in the dimensional scales, um, we will not also need to eat as well. People say, well, what's the main difference there's, there's between the different dimensions? There's um, the highest dimension right now is the 12th dimension, but that's where God is, the Supreme Being is. But once we shift into the 12th dimension, as, as actually as we shift rather into the fifth dimension, all those dimensions will move up by one. So the 12th will become the 13th dimension, the 10th will become the 11th dimension, and third will become the fourth dimension. There will be a dimensional shift universe-wide for this solar system and all the other billions and trillions of planets in this, this universe. For those interested, there are actually, I've been told, seven different universes at least. Um, there's also parallel universes as well. Um, a couple of months ago, um, the, my Pleiadian friends took me um, to uh, just outside to the edge of this universe. Um, I think they, they gave me a figure of the diameter of this universe, if I remember correctly, is 1.68 uh, to the square root of 217 to the square root of another 40. So it's, it's, it's a huge number. And just outside of the walls of this universe, it's, it's like a void. And I'll never forget, I, I see this now in my mind. Off to the right, um, there were like um, uh, six or seven different spheres. They looked like eggshells. And surrounding them was a beam of white light in a zigzag pattern. And they said, you couldn't go beyond. We, we've gone far enough. You can't go any farther. And I said, that's okay. I don't have any interest in, in going to these other ones. But th I thanked him for showing me um, that there are other universes as well. There's parallel universes. Um, the next parallel universe that that is a is a parallel to this universe is called the DAL universe. Um, I actually have a picture of it, or actually have a picture of going there. Uh, Billy Meyer went there in uh, the 70s on, on board a Plydean craft, um, and um, uh, yeah, it's uh, there's there's so much out there, my friends, and it's too bad they don't teach this in schools, huh? But uh, it'll be part of the educational curriculum within a couple decades, I think. It'll be standard. It'll be like math here in English and writing. They are now um, in our schools. They'll, they'll also have on galactic history and 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 what, what it's like beyond the, uh, beyond the cosmos. I'm teaching a series of classes. We'll start teaching a series of classes starting June 30th um, at uh, Alfred Weber's Omni University in Vancouver, Canada. Um, it'll be online. I hope to be in person in there sometime. Some time. Now that the borders open up, I can go up. So um, but if you're interested in that, uh, please Google omniversity.com. Um, I don't have the link right with me, but I know they're starting at the end of June. Um, I'll be teaching six or seven classes, I think, all together. Um, and I hope you can all, all join. It's very affordable. It's not very expensive at all, like $10 a class or something. But uh, Alfred's doing a wonderful job with that um, in um, bringing that knowledge to people. There'll be a lot of other faculty as well, but I'm very honored to be uh to be to be part of that. Um, all of us have been here for a long time, um, in um, and we all came from somewhere else. Most souls on this planet came from the Pleiades. 
not everybody's from the Pleiades, of course. We have people from Arcturus, um, other humans in Arcturus. They are in the sixth dimension now. There are uh, people here from Andromeda, uh, the Andromeda Galaxy. The Andromeda Galaxy is different from the Milky Way because um, we have a central sun that's yellowish. Um, but in the Andromeda Galaxy, their sun is blue. And the people that live, there are humans who live there, um, they live, uh, they have blue skin. And um, as I'm trying to remember what the sequence is, um, depending upon your age, if you're, as you get older, your skin turns darker blue and you're younger, it turns lighter blue, as I, if I, if I remember correctly. That's correct. I met um, the um, Andromeda ambassador to this planet um, five or six months ago. And nice man. Um, he was here observing to see how we were doing. Um, and um, they themselves go up to the, if I got this right, let me ask them real quick. They have been, they go up to the eighth dimension among the, uh, the Andromedans. Um, so their range of emotions is not quite as high as, as we are here. Um, there's a lot of alien groups studying humans on this planet, and they're studying us because of our range of emotions, because we've all been up to the 10th or 11th dimension, um, which is right next to God in the 12th dimension before we came here. I myself um, uh, am considered a, was considered a baby angel. I was in the 10th dimension before I came all the way down here to the third to help with the ascension um, of this planet. So this is this was my mission. Um, I've been here 52,000 years. Uh, I came from the Pleiades before and I'm going back. Um, not immediately, it takes time. I have a lot of work to do still on this planet, but um, I don't like to see people suffer. I like people to be happy. Um, and, um, we sh and we all need to know that we are all part of the Supreme Being. There is a God, um, there is a, there's a divine, uh, a divine soul, if you will, who created all that there is. And um, they're there to help us. And, and we, all we have to do is ask for help. This is a free will planet. Other planets are not free will among the... Um, uh, reptilians, uh, everything is is uh, laid out in rules, and uh, you don't have the freedom that that you do here. Royalty on this planet is actually uh, reptilian inspired. They they came to this planet about 50, the reptilians came here 15,000 years ago, shape shifted, interbred with humans, and created a so-called so royal class of kings and queens, and that's what we have today. I suspect they'll be. They'll be leaving as this royalty class will be leaving as um, the planet ascends. But it's their choice. I mean, they have free will, too. They can stay and be part of this beautiful new Earth we're creating if they want to. But everything is free choice on this planet. And that's what made that in a way, that's what's made it so difficult here to affect any positive change, because everybody's got a, a free choice. It's like trying to herd cats. It's, they just go everywhere, <laughs> everywhere that they want. But I think most people nowadays want to create a better, a better planet, a beautiful planet, and um, it is our destiny. And the people who will really benefit from this new Earth 
well be us as well be us in that at this current time but also our children and our children's children and many future generations to come because the decisions that people make today will affect their lives and their families lives and and all of humanity for many future generations so we have to use choose quite uh, wisely um, and remember that um, you're not choosing for yourself you're choosing for future generations as well because uh, it's more than just us that's a pretty selfish way to look at things just in terms of humanity now because uh, we owe a duty to our future generations uh, Native Americans when they made decisions uh, for their tribe or their group would always look seven generations um, back and seven generations into the future future seven is a magical number it's it's a number of completion you have the seven-year cycle you have seven years of the week um, in the seven-year cycle, people maybe will be married for seven, 14, 21, 28 years, 35 years. They may have a certain occupation for seven, 14, 21, 28, 35 years. There's other cycles as well that do come in. There's the Saturn cycle. Uh, Saturn revolves around planet Earth in the solar system every 28 or 29 years. So every 28, 29 years, people maybe change jobs, they get married, um, they get divorced, they have children, they get rid of their children, whatever, just joking, of course. But they, they, they go through life changes every 20, 28 to 20, 29 years. These are cyclical cycles um, that uh, do have a real effect. And if you have a chance, do study, study astrology. I know a little bit about ast astrology. Um, I'm no expert, certainly, but I do know about these timelines and, and cycles. Um, uh, what I do b before going out in the morning, um, when I first get up in the morning, I say prayers for health and protection for myself and and um, people I, I love and care about uh, and and protection. I do that last thing at night as well, and they do work. And I'll I'll share one with you now. It goes like this. You count. Uh, you um, visualize first a cone of white light around you. Um, you can also add in a light from Saint Germain, a purple light. There's also different kinds of light. And then you visualize a series of mirrors around you in the astral plane, facing outward to uh, deflect any negativity. If you have anybody deflecting negativity at you, you can guard yourself with that. Um, if you um, and then if you like you can always contact Archangel Michael who's a fabulous warrior spirit um, he also has a mechanic a spiritual mechanic named Per who's good with electronics and cars if you have any issues with cars or electronics you can ask him for help but um, Archangel Michael is a warrior spirit and you can ask him to help um, help uh, help you during the day and guard you during the day um, and uh, generally the spirits like for you to ask for protections for 24-hour periods so if you do it once in the morning you should do it once every morning and if you have children or pets you can put them in the same kind of umbrella of protection um, the other thing too is to do the hue which is a meditation technique to bring in the galactic alliance uh, the galactic alliance is an alliance of uh, uh, how many planets 450 million planets approximately 7 trillion entities mostly but not all but mostly human and it's a very simple thing to do um, it's you say the hue hu as in human put your hand in your heart and goes like this I say it three times uh, this was recommended by Nikolai Tesla you go like this you twice more 
you. And one more time. You. I know they're listening, but that's a flag to them. They will they will pick it up. You can ask for help with lots of things as long as it's benevolent uh, purpose for a positive purpose. They I guarantee they they will help you. Um, the um, the hue comes from human. Isn't that interesting? So it's a universal um, it's a universal calling to them as well. You can also call them the Pleiadians as well, and they'll they'll help as well. But um, the universe, um, like Louis Armstrong said, is a friendly place, and and it's a it's a wonderful world, like Louis Armstrong said, and it's a wonderful time to to be alive too. Um, there's there's a lot of challenges facing humanity right now, but I know we're going to uh, to to get through this. Um, but you have to be positive and you have to be optimistic. I, I listen to a lot of different alternative news programs. And the thing that that I, I know sometimes it's easy to get very negative, but try not to get too negative. I, I know a lot of programs are well-meaning, you know, and they they get into the details of some of the bad stuff going on. But don't let it get you down, because um, the the light is always stronger than the dark, and I know the the, the light will will win at the end. Um, Jane, do you have any comments to that? Love your comments if you'd like to add anything, and if not, that's fine too. I agree with everything that you've said, Ted. I will add more as time goes on. Thank you. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. One of the things you can learn is a lot from animals too. And animals like cats and dogs are in the uh, fourth dimension, fourth, fifth dimension. And some of the animals are actually um, um, are actually humans who've come back and reincarnated as pets to be with you. Others are are be are with humans so that they can learn to be humans and uh, reincarnate as a human for the next time around. Um, and uh, so it's it's fascinating really to to think about it. You know, if anybody has any questions on any of this today, feel free to send me an email. I could check the email here in a few minutes. Just to, just send me an email to out of this world 1150 at gmail.com. That's out of this world. 1150 uh, at gmail.com. I also have a spiritual mentoring program where I teach people how to talk to the other side. If you'd like to sign up, it's just $25 a week. Go to um, outofthisworldreadings.com. That's um, outofthisworldreadings.com and uh, sign up. There's also information about my trips to um, Shasta and uh, uh, Peru. Eventually, I'll be going back to Peru again. You're always welcome to, to check that out. Every year I have what's called a Galactic Wisdom Conference. The website is www.galacticwisdomconference.com where I um, bring in uh, some of the best psychics and, and readers and healers around the world and scientists as well um, to give lectures to people on presentations on how to make this world a, a better place. That's it's usually held the second weekend of, of March of every year. And um, we had a great one by Zoom this year. Next year's uh, conference probably will be both in person and by Zoom, too. I miss seeing the vendors. I miss seeing people in person. Zoom's okay. I mean, I'm not knocking it. It's great. You know, we're able to do this show by Zoom today, um, uh, which is nice because people anywhere in the world can listen to this. They can listen to it now live or they can listen to it um, later at their convenience. Um, 
I, I'm on a different, a lot of different social media channels. BBS is my main channel, of course, um, but I can also be found on CloudHub, uh, Bright, uh, Brighteon, BitChute, um, what else? Telegram. Um, there's, 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 there's just so many. It's amazing all the different alternative medias that have, had, that have come up. But um, if you have questions, please send them to me. I'm happy to answer them to out of this world 1150 at gmail.com. And I had a an interesting question a couple months ago from a friend of mine in Australia. Um, I gave him some advice uh, from the spirits on, um, on on some job possibilities, and he said um, he said are this uh, uh, he said uh, he asked are the spirits ever wrong? And I said no. <laughs> Is God ever wrong? No. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so when you get I learned a long time ago that if you get a good answer from the other side, or you get a good answer from God or your angels, um, I recommend you follow it, even if you don't want to, because most times you'll find out that, that they were right. Um, the only thing is, is that sometimes you'll get, um, you might get a wrong answer if you're, uh, if you yourself um, is not in a high vibration or you're being interfered with, uh, things can happen where you don't get it's like a television set or a radio show. If you're trying to tune into the station and, and you're getting interference, you may not be able to get a clear signal. But that's the only time that that happens because uh, most times when you get a, uh, an answer from the angels and God, it's it's 100% accurate. Um, as part of my um, mentoring program, I teach people how to go into the future. And um, part of that, if you've gotten, if you're in an area where you've had like fluoridated water here in the United States. Um, it's a good idea, really good idea to get some Arctic skate liver oil. That's A-R-C-T-I-C, skate, S-K-A-T-E, liver oil. It's not the same as cod liver oil. It's Arctic skate liver oil. There's a company out of Southern California called Zebra Organics. They have good prices there and good service. Um, and you take one capsule per day for uh, two weeks and it'll take out all the fluoride out of your system. And what happens if you're in an area that has fluoridated water, the fluoride goes into your pineal gland and it stops you from having any connection with God. It takes out your intuition. So I highly recommend um, if you're on a spiritual path and you want a better intuition to first get the Arctic skate liver oil and take that every day for two weeks. And at the end of that time, uh, you'll be clean and you'll be able to start on on um, communicating with the, with the other side. Um, there was a, um, people don't realize this probably, but uh, the fluoride that's used in the United States and other countries actually came from Nazi Germany. That's right, because um, in 19, it goes back to a treaty that Adolf Hitler signed with the reptilians in 1936 for cooperation with the reptiles. And as part of that cooperation, the reptiles told uh, uh, Hitler that uh, if he used fluoride in the water, he could control people much better, so he started using it on some of his troops and in concentration camps. So all the water in all the concentration camps under Nazi control in the late 30s and 40s all had fluoride in the water. And over a period of time, people's intuition was shut down, so they, they'd had no way to tie into God. They came like working zombies. Um, after World War II in 1947, uh, Harry S. Truman, um, uh, contacted a guy named General Gellin, uh, Nazi General Gellin. Gellin was the Nazi general 
in charge of the Avar, 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 I think that's what it is, Avar. It's the, it was the Nazi intelligence services for Europe, especially Eastern Europe. And so um, all of those services became uh, the CIA in Europe. And so one day in 1947, they were all former Nazis. The next day they were brand new agents for the Central Intelligence Agency. And that's one of the problems why the three-letter agents uh, agencies in the United States can be so ruthless, why they kill people uh, sometimes on a regular basis, and they do things which are not democratic because their origins are not democratic. Um, at any rate, that's a bit of a history for you there, but uh, the, uh, um, the fluoride in the water is something that if you live in an area where there's fluoridated water, you can do a couple of things. I get the Arctic skate liver oil and take that. Um, and if it's like in a city in Seattle, all their water's fluoridated. So every time you go out and have a meal in a restaurant or have a cup of coffee at Starbucks, you're gonna get fluoridate, fluoridate in your water. So you, you have to get that out if you wanna become spiritual and intuitive. Um, and if you're at home, it's always a good idea to get a good water filter. Berkey water fil filters are expensive, but they're good and they will take out the fluoride. There's certain brands that do take out the fluoride and I'd urge you to, to do that. Um, with the Hopi, um, Hopi Indians, I've been fundraising for the Hopi since um, 2018, five years now. And we've been fundraising for years now for uh, water, for water filters for the Hopi because the, the Hopi men only live to um, uh, 44 years and Hopi women only live to 54 years. And that's because of the arsenic and the radiation in the water table supplies. But good news is happening. We've been fundraising now for five years and uh, we've gotten uh, um, water filters to over 400 families on the Hopi reservation. And now we're going into the Navajo reservation for them to have their own water, water filters at their homes so they can filter out um, the arsenic and the radiation out of the water. Um, there are other good things happening as, as well as that as well for the future, which I'll share with, with you all, of course, as they develop. Um, there are some proposals, clean water proposals we've been working on that it, it looks like they're gonna bear fruit. But anyway, we've been working on privately. Um, no government money has been part of this. Um, there was a problem during um, the Obama administration where the Hopi asked for um, for help uh, from Obama for getting clean water and Obama refused saying that uh, um, public uh, clean water was not a, a human right. So anyway, that's what his judge said too. This hope he sued Obama for clean water and, and they, um, they, they didn't, thanks Don for letting me know and they didn't go. But if you want to donate, it's, it, it can be tax deductible. Just send me an email, please, if you're interested to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com and I can give you all the details. We work with uh, Leon McLaughlin of the Washington Clean Water Foundation, Martha Childress of the Natural Choice Network, as well as Michiko Hayashi of the Moto Peace Project in, in getting clean water. And also some wonderful Hopi elders, uh, Ernest Tao and uh, Vernon Mesvayasva. He, he helps as well, great people. Uh, Out of This World Radio is a nonprofit listener supported show and your, your donations are really, uh, really helpful. Uh, on BBS, it's just $2.99 a month you'd like to support us or more. Um, if you're interested in my spiritual trips, just go to my um, website, outofthisworldreadings.com. You can find there as well as the tuning fork and copies of my books. Uh, if you have any questions today or suggestions for a better show, please email me 
at outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. I'll be uh, back on the air in Vienna, Austria, on Radio Soul International, a week from this Monday. And in the meantime, um, I hope everyone has a beautiful and happy day. And Jane, we've got about a couple of minutes left. Why don't you love, love to give you, have you give some re concluding remarks for my listeners today? Uh, thank you, Ted. Thank you for letting me be a part of sharing the truth. And um, I think uh, the, the big message is hang in there. Things, things are happening. Change, positive change is happening. And, um, and, uh, and reach out. Reach out and, and talk to people. Don't be afraid. You know, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they wanted to do during this scandemic. They kept everybody afraid. We were afraid to meet, afraid to talk to one another, afraid to shed, share love and compassion and helpfulness and positive energy um, with each other. We're not meant to be slaves. We're not meant to be living in fear. We're meant to be joyous, happy, and free. And that's what uh, the main message of President Kennedy is today, is that fight for your freedom, stand up for your rights. Um, because if you don't, no one else will. But we are winning. The light is st always stronger than the dark, and I want everyone to remain strong and know we're getting a lot of help, not only from President Kennedy, but President um, Lincoln, um, uh, Presidents wa Washington and Jefferson and uh, Benjamin Franklin, Dr. Masuramoto is here, Mahatma Gandhi's here, uh, Nostradamus is here cheering us on, as well as the Pleiadians, of course, Pleiadian Admahalosaurus, all the galactics, um, it would take me a, a while to list all the civilizations in the galactics, but they're here. They're all listening and we, they have our back and the Supreme being and God has, has our back too. Um, we're going to make through that, make it through this. And I know that, uh, we'll create a better planet, um, in the end. Um, the negatives are leaving. They're being forced out. The vibrations of planet earth are, are going so high right now that the negatives, if they haven't already left, they're not going to be able to stay here much longer. I, I guarantee it, my friends. So, um, uh, Jane, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today. Uh, you gave valuable information I didn't have access to. I mean, you, I mean, the, the media down in the state, the vast media in the United States is hopelessly controlled. You know, you get a little truth every once in a while, but not very much. So it's nice to get boots on the ground as to what's going on. And for everyone in Canada, please, please, please say the prayer. What are we? Thank you. What are we? Um, what are we? Sorry. What? Please forgive us. What are we? Thank you. What do we? Love you. And visualize a beautiful cone of of yellow healing light, not only around Canada, but also around the world, because we are all one, regardless of what race, creed, or culture, or what language you speak, we are all sparks of God within us. And once you realize that, uh, once you realize that we are all one, part of the, the same family, if you will, we'll stop our fighting and learn to love in, learn to live in peace and harmony. Um, and um, we need to take back our rights and liberties too, but we're doing that and remain strong during this time. If anyone would like to be part of my uh, spiritual mentoring program, see, please visit my website, outofthisworldreadings.com or cop a copy of my books or I'd like to come on my Shasta trips this summer. Please send me an email to um, uh, outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com or to outofthisworldradio at uh, protonmail.com. On behalf of... Um, of, of all my listeners, I want to thank you so much for uh, for all your help, Doug and Don, for all fantastic help today. It's always fun to be on your show. Can't wait to see you next Saturday. I hope everyone has a beautiful and happy day. And thank you again so much for listening and supporting my show. The purpose is to make this world a much better place. And we're doing it, my friends. Bye-bye, everyone. Take care. And thanks again. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>